was it was that it was that profound an experience. So, I think I got this a couple a couple of months ago, and I just haven't finished it off, and it's just really really good. And I don't drink a whole lot, so like if I'm gonna get something, I'm gonna get something quality and good. That's my biggest problem is I'm when I buy something, I it takes me forever to finish it. So yeah. I don't have that problem. Uh, <laughs> my uh, twelve year. Dewars that I got from my neighbor uh, for Christmas that I went through that in a week. Um, like, I've got this uh, this small batch bourbon over here that probably won't last through the night. Um, it's it's I don't have to drink, but when I start drinking, I just I just drink. Just, hmm. it, uh, you know, so. Um, but that's a me problem. I'm working on that. <laughs> me and Giannis, we got that we got that shit figured out actually. Um, so that's an <laughs> ongoing narrative for those of you who really watch Rantcast, even if you don't care about sports ball. Uh, and anachronistic vampirus, the name the the name I pronounce differently every single time. Uh, Twitch didn't tell me about Rantcast. Sag, don't worry, you're here now. That's all that mattered. We we just got started. Uh, SJ Arcade popping in, saying, "Let's go." Dropping a tier one sub for nine years of support. Thank you so much for that, my friend. Um, and speaking of SJ. Uh, let's go ahead and kick this off. I am, of course, the magical Mr. Mephisto, the most dangerous man in Age of Sigmar, your loquacious Lich King, leading you through the valley of all the adjacent topics of Warhammer. Tonight, though, we're actually going to talk about Warhammer. <laughs> we're going to be doing the Great sure. Hansoning for, uh, for Sylvaneth this evening. I am joined by two, two aficionados, two indoctrinates, of the cult of the Gam Queen. <laughs> I've got Aaron here to my yeah. right and Sajil. How's it going? How's it going tonight, friends? Going pretty good. Going all right. Uh, happy to be here. Happy to be here. Good, good, good. Um, Welcome, Kurnoth and Ilarial, into your hearts. <laughs> yes. Have you heard? Have you heard the message of the uh, of the Everthick? <laughs> the Everthighs. Yeah, the, the Everthighs. Uh, Would you like to die by Snoo Snoo? Oh, death by Snoo. This is the RV for you. This is the RV for you. Well, I mean, I, I, let's jump right in here. Uh, let, 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 let's jump right in here. I'm gonna I'm gonna start with you, Sigil. Why Sylvaneth? And then we'll same question. We'll we'll move to you, Aaron. Why Sylvaneth? You're um, like as long as I've known you, you've been like a like a yep. hardcore stand for Sylvaneth. And yeah, time no, is I, meaningless. I think it's been years. I don't. I don't. Sure, <laughs> it might be years. It might have been a week ago. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's been like three days, but also a flat circle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, it's the aesthetic for me. Like the aesthetic of war trees, um. Lord of the Rings, the ants marching to war, that like that like nailed me on like the dryad thing and and ants and from there it's like, oh, I can just play an entire army of that? Yeah. I'm in. That's awesome. That's, That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, there's um uh, we'll go ahead and Aaron, same same question. Why why uh, you know, why Sylvaneth for you? You've I've known you a much shorter time than I've known Sajil, but your passion for this army's come through like, you know, pretty quickly pretty obviously uh, like on the discord like sort of mutual discord servers and i think that's that's a that's a huge testament to to your passion for this army so um why 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 Sylvaneth for you it's gonna be a little bit of a longer story um if you don't mind if i no no this is called rantcast Um, this is this is going lean in all right so um 
I haven't been doing playing like Warhammer or anything Warhammer for very long, like last three years ish. With most of that being through COVID, um, I I used to bowl a lot, and uh, a couple years ago I hurt my knee, so uh, I just oh, I ended up stopping, and I needed a new hobby, so. I wanted to do, we wanted to do miniatures painting together because my wife is, my wife is an artist. So we looked at the Age of Sigmar stuff because we like fantasy, you know, we like Lord of the Rings. And when we looked at, we went to our local game store, looked at some of the start collecting boxes. Um, my wife really likes, we, we both like nature and we just kind of settled on trees. Like, oh, there's an army of trees. Let's get trees. Let's paint them. <laughs> uh, so I kind of got into that right as 2.0 started. So yeah, about three-ish years ago. Yeah. Kind of fell out of it. Uh, and then um, we went to the ne- my wife and I went to the Netherlands for vacation about three years ago, 2019. And I picked up Drycha at a Warhammer store in Utrecht, where my friends lived. So I came back and you know realized that we actually did have a games workshop store here in Madison. So I started going there and learned how to play and just that was my first army. I just started picking it up and picking it up and I got pretty good with it um, for starting out. And a lot of it is the aesthetic. Um, it's trees, big ass trees are awesome. Uh, my wife loves painting them. My wife wanted to paint a larial, so we painted a larial together this past year. Uh, and I, it's just been a really fun and interesting army to play um, because there's a lot of different ways that you can play it, mm-hmm. uh, and it's like it's like, it's like a jack of all trades army, and I like that. So like, it's not just nothing's cut and dry with the army, and I have a lot of it now, and it's just it's so much fun to play. I think you both you both mentioned a couple things that I think are, are kind of poignant or pertinent to to the sylvaneth player experience and the first one that you both had like kind of connections with is like lord of the rings and i just kind of ambiently i'm wondering you know if if you know a majority of sylvaneth players would have that like share that lotr connection just kind of wondering to the ether here um and like it's really funny because like i was a pretty big lotr stand myself but I liked the Black Riders a lot as like when I was a kid. Like I was just obsessed with them. They they looked sweet. They had the, the freaking hoods and the gauntlets. You know, like it just thought they were awesome. I remember this one art of like the actual Black Riders and like the the black and white. You know, I don't know if it's the the Tom Young art or whatever it was, or if it's actually um uh, Tolkien's art. Uh, I just remember seeing it like and and it had this like kind of unnatural angle and gallop to it, and it was just it you mm-hmm. know it just looked sick and. Uh, really jagged line work and stuff. And I just remember seeing that and just being like, these things are dope, you know? And uh, and so, you know, you fast forward a little bit and, you know, sort of like Wraith and Grim Reaper aesthetic. Like, I still like that to this day. And part of the reason, you know, I my, my Grim Reapers need to have some bones to them. Like, I like that. You know, I don't like the uh, pure ghostly ones. But that LTR love, I think, you know, that's such a jumping off point for so many fantasy fans. Um you know, certainly like the older generations of, uh, you know, of fantasy fans that it's interesting when you find that harmony with the tabletop game, you know, so that just 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 noting. But the other aspect of this is this is an army that's had like the best of times and the worst of times, you know, a lot of in particular second edition. There's a period at the like the tail end of first ed, maybe it's the beginning of second ed as well. Yeah, it was the beginning of second ed as well. Yeah. Where they were kind of unstoppable, you know, depending on battle plan. Like you, they looked at the, t- you, they had like a you know a couple one drop mega battalions. 
they looked at the the battle plan and they said, "I'm going to drop on this, and you're not going to win." Yeah. And then the, it felt like that second book came out and they lost some of their steam, but that's where you mm. really saw the like the hardcore stands. I think emerge. What yeah. were your experiences? Sajil, I'll start with you. Like your experience with the sort of ebb and flow. Uh, sure. You know. Um. So I've been playing Sylvaneth back before, like before there were points. Okay. Uh, the dark one of the ages. first games. Yeah, one of the first games I played. It was like six tree lords versus four. Um, oh, what are they called? Uh, vermin. Vermin uh, lords. Vermin no, lords? not vermin lords. The other thing, the pit fiend thing, hell pit abomination. Okay. Or yeah, that was like one of my first games of Age of Sigmar, <laughs> um, and it was insane and brilliant, and I loved it, and that hooked me. But with <sighs> The power spike of like 2.0 or 1.0 into 2.0 with the Mega Battalions. And then like, I kind of, I'm one of those people who, oh, something's meta or good. Let me just put that on the shelf. And like, I think I transitioned into corn during that period because <laughs> it's like, yeah, I could play this and, you know, raffle stomp and just do the thing that wins. But that's not fun for me. Yeah. Um. So then when the new book came, well, I have a lot of insight into the, the new book coming out and why it was so, so bad. Because if you remember, there was a snafu where all the Sylvaneth rules leaked mm -hmm. or partially leaked. Yeah, it went up on the iTunes good, store, as I recall. Like, Yeah, like, went yeah. on to the i. Yep. And immediately the book was bad. And no one really tried anything it was just labeled bad um kind of like a knee-jerk reaction and i feel like there were some things it just wasn't the same book at all so because yeah. it wasn't the same thing you know it's you see this in in video games and fighting games all the time when something gets nerfed uh the mass majority or when something gets changed majority dumps it onto the floor um and because there isn't that huge volume of people playing and also with fighting games, cool. I want to try a new thing anyway, or yeah, something like gets I'm, changed. Yeah. Sure. Let me just, sure. Let me load that character. Okay. Three seconds later, I'm playing it. Age of Sigmar, something gets radically changed and I've never touched it before. Oh, let me, I want to try that. Let me just give that a test. Okay. That's several what, hundred hours later. Yeah, I mean, it, it takes the, the the time component of our game is insane. Mm -hmm. Even even with TTS, you're still looking at a two hour you know two hour grind you know like to grind out and see if you like the thing. With a fighting yeah. game character, like t if you're grinding for two hours, like you've learned all your combos, like you yeah. you know you've you you've gotten a better feel for that. You maybe gone into the online matchmaking, like. It, it's that's a hundred games potentially if yeah. you're playing really fast. Yeah, like I mean, the ninety second timers in the games. It's you're you're yeah. you're at the mercy of the queue timers and finding opponents at that at that yeah. point. You know, if you're if you're in a room with with a friend, like how I oh, ground yeah. you know ground out most of my like hashtag getting good at at some fighters and stuff. I mean, we're just you know just beating the crap out of each other for like hours, and yeah. we we emerge from that like weekend of gaming pretty damn good at you know fighters age of sigmar doesn't really doesn't really have that you know you got to practice with purpose very intently um to like kind of get that volume of, of learning with an army and when you're talking about like the time component of also 
you know, until TTS really having to, to build or proxy something, even that's a, another another time sink. And I think something happens to, to your point where people have an opportunity to, to sort of like play something else. If your whole army has changed, like say you're running like 120 dryads, right? Um, and that's kind of your like play style, 120 dryads, like maybe you have some Kurnoth in there. and like a Yeah, couple... 12 Kurnoth was the old list. Yeah. Um... And now they're like, actually, you, you need you need 60 tree revenants. And I'm just, you know, I don't I don't know the, yeah. the inner workings of it. You Now you need 60 tree revenants, shelve all your dryads, like, you know, buy Drychus, she's suddenly good. Like, uh, the Tree Lord Ancients, you know, never been in play, so don't worry about that. Ha, 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 her, her, her. Um, or, <laughs> no, the regular Tree Lord, right? Um, yeah. The, uh, the, there, some, that something happens where I think, like, some of our emotion is to kind of like pull away from the thing that we've invested a bunch of time in. And like, you have this like, well, I can either buy my same army again, like fully reinvest in it. Or since I'm looking at like basically buying and painting 60 new models, well, what else is out there? You know, what else is good? And I think that that's, I think that happens a lot more than we care to admit. I saw it happen with Zinch. Like the way Zinch was played kind of like coming into 2.0 was oh, yeah. like rather oppressive uh, skyfires and the like um yeah and and like they just turbo nerf skyfires and i'm like zinch stayed relevant but you had to shift off of skyfires and nobody wanted to like do that so they just went and played other stuff because you know like there's a lot of these mm -hmm. armies that like they don't get bad they just shift what's good and it, it makes sense because it's a business. They're trying to sell you models. If you own the Tree Revenant half of the book, the next swing of the pendulum, they're going to try to sell you the Dryad half of the book. Or if you own yeah. Mortals and Corn, they're going to try to sell you Demons and Corn. You know, and that it's just going to that pendulum keeps swinging with everybody's army. And I've felt it. I felt it the most with LON because they just went through and they like they the 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 patch fix to Grimgast Reapers plus Nagash was so overt. It went through and it mm -hmm. like just it crippled a bunch of other stuff in that book, and I had to sit there and go, "Well, what am I going to do now?" And I know the most competitive thing I can think of: Beast of Chaos, right? Like that's obviously, <laughs> obviously, always Cygor spam, Cygor spam. Right. That's I, the way. I've been talking for a minute here, Aaron. Uh, what, what are you kind of your perspective on that on that that pendulum swing that that ebb and flow of of it? Um, well, I really didn't get to experience what. Sylvaneth was in 1.0 because that was right. The new book really came out. You know, the the leaks came out. You know, about six weeks after I kind of got back into it. So um, a lot of my perspective is from the new book. Um, but doing a comparison from to 1.0 to the 2.0 because I have the 1.0 book is that. I think I got a little bummed when it seemed like they took a lot of the toys that Sylvaneth had and gave them to other armies. Um, which you want so to clarify? Like, clarify like what yeah. those toys? Were? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, one of the big ones for me was Naruto. You know, the super the super battalion for Naruto um, could it, 1.0. All of your spellcasters could cast an extra spell. Mm -hmm. They gave that to Hollowheart just for free. That's what. <laughs> mine's, on, mine's on the mine's on the shelves like that that's like that's one ex I, that's one example of it um so huh. it was just getting you said it was just getting used to a new you know to you know for me it was just getting used to how to play in general mm -hmm. but i had to learn with the new book 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it took, and then, you know, and then COVID happened and then, you know, well, game stopped for a while. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, I'm not sure I can't really talk a whole lot about, you know, the changes from one to two. Um, but, but how do you feel, how do you feel about just the idea of like the pen, like right now the pendulum is going to swing in a different way. Like, like, are you like excited or how do you feel about it? No, I, I am. And I feel like we, I feel like it is already swung. In three in in three o, yeah. Even even in the middle of three o, like like from the end of two into three, and I think even for me specifically into three, that pendulum has already swung. Mm-hmm. Um, where when I was playing a I was playing a lot of Kurnoth, a lot of six pack a lot of six pack of size, some three packs of swords, even some bows. Um, you know there, but there so many points now for what you get. And I've shifted to more of the some of the monster and spell casting, um, mm. and now you know I've played a lot with like some minimum model armies, but now I'm starting to see how packs of dryads can start creeping back into lists now, and mm. actually be relevant. So I already see that swinging currently. Um, in terms of the future for like future models, I'm not exactly sure, but I am excited because I like trying new things. I like that. I like that. You know, I like I feel like the 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 urge and sometimes how I unpack the, the sort of pendulum metaphor uh, sometimes portrays it as like a, a negative thing. You know, because like you know I'm gonna have to buy another army. There's you know you know capitalist shills trying to steal my dollars. Like my good thing is bad now. My yeah, the yeah. my good thing is bad now. But if you kind of uh, alter perspective to think that like no, actually I have an excuse to like explore more of the range of my army. That's a lot more of a positive view. Then, like, oh no, the thing I love is is isn't how I play this anymore. Because that pendulum, by the way, will keep swinging. You know, once you get into your second and third army in AOS, and and here's a secret about all AOS players: uh, they're always buying models. Like, once you're in AOS, you're always buying models. It's just what models are you buying? Are you buying it for your like your forever home army? Are you going out there and exploring some vacation home options? Like, you're just it, we're always buying stuff. You know, um, if I didn't. If vampires didn't come out, I would have been buying a lot more Slanesh, you know, like for that this last period. And maybe I'm projecting a little bit because I'm always buying AOS models, but um, uh, but There's a yeah. pile of dragons. Yeah, pile of dragons. Yeah, no, pile I, of dragons. I'm glad I uh, I cooled on the dragons. I was really excited about them. I was gonna I was gonna do a, a vampire uh, lord on zombie dragon conversion, uh, but then I remembered my creature caster one. I'm like, I'm okay. Like I. You know, marked safe from from buying dragons. Um, <laughs> Twenty twenty one. That's okay. I'll I'll buy I'll buy them on your behalf. Thank you, thank you. Someone's got to someone's got to share uh, uh, share the load, carry the burden here. Uh, G dead dropping a tier one sub or gifting a tier one sub uh, to Roybos. There you go. Uh, Roybos will actually be on the show first week of February. Uh, we're gonna actually talk video games. Uh, ex- topic Sajil has some uh, some experience with uh, programming. Yes. Uh, Sajil with the coolest box art they've made on the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Frank on the rocks and oh, Hammerhall, yeah. <laughs> right. <on. laughs> so, so yeah. Um, I, I guess we kind of to- touched on it a little bit. So we talked about 2.0 and 2.0 was sort of characterized by like sort of a like um kind of like a like a I don't mean lost as in you know you know forgot where this was sort of like a just sort of a meandering um 
no one really quite, not many people really seem to know what to make of Sylvaneth, and, and especially the tail end of 2.0. Going into 3.0, I feel like 3.0, one thing it, it did for every army out there is breathe some new life into it. When you see, you know, people taking these, like, wacky Slanesh lists, that a book that everyone thinks is just the worst, you know, running 4 and one with it, and, like, you know... The, the player agency of the game is so much higher right now with extra decision points in the game, the, the way the objective play, the way the objectives play. Um, there's just so much more player agency. It feels like kind of like I can really, if I'm good at my army, I really do have a shot at piloting it, you know, to, to a victory as opposed to like 2.0. That, that, that margin of player skill seems to have increased in relevancy. Um, so where do you think... And we kind of towed on it a little bit here, but what's the what's the feeling in 3.0? 3.0 is young, right? We're, we're one year into 3.0 now. By this point, I think it's one year. Months. Yeah, Seven, but can months. you really count some of it? <laughs> like, I, yeah. I mean, that's the, the yeah, yeah. I mean, there's it, it, it's there's this like false start going on with the tournament yeah. scenes. Like, I don't know how developed the the meta doesn't feel fully developed or 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 in what they'd say in Magic: The Gathering. The meta the, the meta doesn't seem solved. The meta is not solved right now. Um, I think there's still, like, shooting is certainly just, you know, the elephant in the room for the whole meta. You know, the the powerful shooting armies just seem to be the, the main, the primary gatekeepers. And of course, early on we had we had uh, uh, gargants uh, really kind of dominating the scene. But again, it, it does feel like we talked about that time component. You know, the 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 average that sort of fat middle of players. I don't think they've like they've fully solved the army. I guess what I'm saying is like this is a good time to bring them out, you know, to actually okay. go back to your old armies, go back to you know, Sylvanath. I know Tyler Emerson, uh, the forever co-host of of Warhammer Weekly, is a huge uh, Sylvanath stan, and mm -hmm. all throughout 2.0, he's like, I think there's something in this book. I think there's something in this book. You know, he was just absolutely mm -hmm. committed to that. And do you find? In 3.0, you have a renewed vigor for it. Is it, do you think there's there's some meta to solve with this army? Like you said, like uh, like you said, Aaron, like dryads. You think you see them coming back in in, in, in packs and stuff like that. Um, I, I yeah. What's your read, Sigil? Uh, we'll start with you. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of life to be breathed in. Like I've been banging the <laughs> I've been banging the alternate meta drum for a while. I've been crunching numbers with like because. The point changes from two to one, or two to three. From two to three made a huge difference for Sylvaneth. Like the graphs on like what does the most damage in the army got way shifted a lot more than I think a lot of people realize. And then with things being brought in smaller numbers, like cool, I can't bring twelve sides anymore. I can't do like I can't just take fifteen or twelve swords and just shove them at a person anymore so it's like i feel like because there's fewer people also playing it's like we're slower to react so well let's just keep trying mm -hmm. because there's so much new stuff to learn in 3.0 and that like that was a huge barrier for me like i didn't want to 3.0 dropped and i didn't play for a while because it was like one woods were being weird um <laughs> woods rule the rules changes just pushed me off and uh, they changed beta, like three which times. Which beta version they? are we on now? Yep. Yeah. And it's like, what do I have to learn? Which books do I bring? Do I bring Kragnos? Yeah. Do I not bring Kragnos? I don't know anymore. Yeah. 
Yeah, beta, Wildwood beta three point four, like <laughs> one inch hero uh, with the uh, the rating party of five. Thank you so much. Uh, welcome to AOS Rantcast. Uh, how's it going? Yes. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I, I suppose I, with that's... the woods, with the woods, I just assumed that because it survived the you know, woods only work because they survived the last FAQ. <laughs> like they have to go one FAQ cycle in order to actually be usable. Yep. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, yeah, and just the the core game is still so much to solve. Like yes. the way oh, unicoherency yes. works, the way objective like objectives matter so much more now in a weird way, like mm -hmm. in a really weird way because you need objectives, but you also need to half your devotion needs to be on battle tactics, mm -hmm. which is its own mind-bending thing and i think sylvaneth have so many ways of dealing with all of that it, well, it's just not i kill you because it's not hey i'm sylvaneth i kill you it's hey i'm sylvaneth i'm doing all the things and just waiting well it's it's, my wood. it's such a control army yeah. yeah yeah it's such a control army like you have to i mean there's i think there's something to be said like for we talk about like psychographic profiles the the johnny timmy spike um <laughs> When you play an army, this goes with the pendulum swing. If your favorite model in the army is, is just on the wrong side of the pendulum at the time. or it, it also goes to, like, if you're not looking for Johnny gameplay and an army is a Johnny army, you're going to feel some disharmony. Hmm. You know, like, it, I, I see this with, like, corn. like, feels like it should be, like, Spike as all hell. But it's, or not Spike as all hell, Timmy as all hell. But it's kind of very Johnny you know, with the Venn diagrams of buffs and 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 all that sort of thing, looking for combos with all your hero buffs and uh, with Sylvaneth, I th it, I think there was a period in time there where it did feel very Spike and okay, uh, like just give me a refresher of which one's which again. Spike cause... is uh, is obsessed with efficiency. Uh, usually okay. gets the the bad stereotype of Spike, which we don't we don't stand here in this channel. Uh, mm -hmm. Is that they're like a try harder, must win type player. You can yep. be Spike is out to prove something. Yes. Um, like Johnny is out to express something. Johnny is like the uh, uh, the you know creative list builder, likes combos, sure. uh, and and Timmy uh, wants to uh, experience something. They like the big effect. They like the big the the big. Okay. Thing. So uh, yeah, right it's now, Timmy and Johnny that I always flip. Yeah, I right now I think I think. Um, I think uh, uh, Sylvaneth probably seats it pretty well in, in the Johnny play style. Um, I mean, and MSU <laughs> has, I think, helped this army a lot more than people realize because mm -hmm. people don't... Okay, it, there was that period in time where, like, stuff could just blow up 30 Dryads that, like, one, you know... But, like, not many, like, f packs of 5 or 10 can deal with, like, 20 Dryads. There's not a lot that can yeah. do that. You know, like... Especially when you can get them save stack to plus three, like that. <laughs> like, like, I, I recently had a game where I had 19, 19 dryads not within the minus one to hit bubble survive a pack of 13 melee snakes. Yep. And then they got, and then this, and then there were no more snakes because there were two dirthy behind there coming in the next turn. <laughs> yeah. So, 
Yes. Yeah. So, 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 three You think it has kind of like left you with some optimism? I guess is would be not not to put words in your guys' mouth, but to kind of summarize it here. Go ahead, summarize three point We'll just getting our state of the meta for Sylvaneth out of the way here. Um, go sure, ahead, Aaron. Sure. I'll let you go. Sure. No, I I think I think you hit the nail on the head. That I, optimism I think is almost an understatement for me, um, because because of the amount of angles at this that you can build armies in this book that I've at least noticed. Um, you know, going back to 2.0, you had to, you, you got points for every objective you controlled. And this one, it's not that, it's not that in most of the scenarios. It's, you know, one, two more. So you don't have to spread your army out so much in order to hold all the objectives. You could focus on one to, two, you know, two objectives usually, which makes, which makes it a lot easier to keep all of your units within your buffs, making your army stronger overall. Um, and we can do battle tactics very well too and be able to take advantage of the gur rules for extra points with monsters uh you know because we have a lot of monster heroes we have units that can you know we you know we can tell we can play the teleport game really well especially with true evidence that's almost free free battle tactic right there um so there's there's a lot of different ways that you could build to not have to tech into combat but still be able to control the board and score your battle tactics and just accumulate a small lead over your opponent and to maintain and can maintain that. Yeah. Really interesting read. Uh, Sajil, uh, say the meta, anything to add to what Aaron said? Um, nothing really to add in particular, just hearing from my opponents that I've played since 3.0 started, they always tell me, Oh geez, I feel like you were dismantling me. <laughs> and then something happened, you know, like, even when even when they win, they feel like I was just taking their army apart piece by piece, and it's kind of a rush to see, okay, can I hold objectives and over here be completely messing with you because I have my Kurnoth and my Durthu over here just kind of waiting. And you're like, oh, I need to, I need to, so with Sylvaneth, I always feel like I'm in the driver's seat. That's awesome. I always feel like I'm the one who is like, okay, cool. I have these guys teleport them to the other side of the board. All right, turn three, shut my entire army right on top of Kragnos. Yeah. That was a mistake. <laughs> so, I did it just for the fun of it, though. That was a narrative game. And, there you go. There, uh, no, you got to do that. No, so, so like, the, the feeling of in the driver's seat, like, kind of having mm -hmm. having a more active army. I, I think that's all, like, these are all really great points, and hopefully get some people who are out there, like, they've got their Sylvaneth, and they're looking at it affectionately over on the shelf to... To maybe dust it off and, and and take it for a spin, um. But you know, so kind of caught up on on the state of uh, state and brief history of Sylvanath. But what we're really gathered here tonight is to enhancenate their artifacts because all artifacts in Age of Sigmar suck, and we're going to make them all way better, right? Um. That's that's the that's the line anyway. So something I've been trying to get across with this great enhancing series is essentially like sort of principles of design, um. And we are designers. We're not. We're not so concerned with the number crunching. Or maybe you are. Maybe you're on the developer side. We'll, we'll get into that um, real quick. CJ Ubusta uh, dropping a tier one sub, saying, "Let's go!" Six six years of support. Thank you so much, like that. Uh, and uh, Wizardry dropping a tier one sub for fifty years. That that subscription can can order off of the That's seniors menu uh, almost at IHOP. So. Um, let's get that. Let's get that baby. It's AARP card. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So, so great enhancing. Uh, I, I just 
real quick, you know, so you y'all have designed some some artifacts. I hear there's been some traits in there. Uh, CJ, you busted now dropping a five pack in chat of gift subs. So go ahead and enjoy those gift subs, uh, everybody. Busta. Um, and uh, we'll see if yeah, here we go. Ruby Rod's gonna 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 pipe in over me here. Uh, <laughs> so I'm trying to transition. Uh, the uh, <laughs> just get ganked by Ruby Rod. Um, yeah. The uh, <laughs> totally derailed. <laughs> Thank you so much, CJ. Um, look at that grip. Yeah, yeah. Um, the. Uh, your design principles okay so so my main thing is wanting people to to like sort of take a a passion approach to their armies and artifacts there's I, just for a lack of a prop like a, a better metaphor or a more universal metaphor when the dok book came out it sort of going into 3.0 i looked at that book and i went that that was a book written with with like passion you know like like you know it it felt like just there were you know, somebody who got the army was like, yes, this is everything we want, right? You know, we want our, our stupid queen to be immortal. We want, like, uh, you know, we want our archers to be to be insane. We want Kraith to, like, have its activating powers, like, just kind of go off the map. You know, Soulblight Gravelers, I think, is the same way, where, like, someone's like, I love wolves and zombies, you know? Like, and it just, when you feel that passion behind it, it's almost... I think it's almost the most integral part of it, of making a good army. I wish that Games Workshop just kept one stan on staff for every single book to just go in and like absolutely propagate the like boardroom with with like just chicanery about how awesome their army is and how awesome it should be. You should really just unleash your creativity. Think about the you know just the coolest shit you can come up with and let somebody else down the line deal with making it balanced. You know, that's my personal philosophy. We need um, a Kool-Aid man for every army. Yeah. Yeah, Kool-Aid just bust. Yeah, exactly. Kool-Aid man for every army. Just, oh, yeah, like smash through the wall. Like, have you buffed Sylvaneth yet? Like, he just comes in there, you know? Like, <laughs> uh, the Lord will drop it a, drop it a, a five-pack off in chat himself with, uh, with those gift subs. So thank you so much for that, Lord Will. Uh, proving his name apt. You know, whale being a euphemism for uh, uh, people with all the dosh. Uh. <laughs> Generosity, you mean. Yeah. And yeah. supporting your your starving game devs. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I got kids. <laughs> okay, state. he's okay. He's Slater. <laughs> I'm rocking the uh, Kenny Omega shirt, so I knew someone would get that. <laughs> Oh, speaking of that, I need to order my Red Dragon shirt tonight. Oh, Red Dragon! Yeah, I've, I've, I, I, Sorry, uh, I this is not, this is not wrestling, wrestling cast. <laughs> so, uh, if you're playing the uh, AO, the AOS Rantcast drinking game, uh, this is where you actually get to uh, have a drink uh, of milk, uh, you know, something healthy, water, hydrate, uh, because this is tangent number one. Uh, wrestling. Uh, I own an Eddie Kingston shirt. It's the first wrestling T-shirt I have owned since like elementary school. I, I can't help it. I'm just obsessed with his narrative. His his like to go on uh the player tribune, which is like, you know, the professional sports athletes uh thing. I know I know not everyone who listens to Warhammer stuff understands sports ball. I get it. It's me, it's not you. You're okay. It's me. I'm the fucking weirdo here. Um but he he went and talked about his mental health and like his struggles with the substance abuse and mental health issues and stuff like that and 
you don't do that in wrestling. Wrestling is this like in like the kayfabe of wrestling, the the culture of wrestling, the politics of wrestling. To go in there and and talk about a wrestler's suicide, to like talk about like his mental health issues, it, it it's like if he didn't secure the like secure the bag with AEW, he would be blackballed from every wrestling organization on the face of the planet right now. It's because a, it is an amazing read. I hi- like even if you're not a wrestling fan, I highly recommend yep. reading it. Yeah, anytime he says something about wrestling, just insert Warhammer. Uh, like he's talking about Warhammer and his struggle to play Warhammer, like and get paid professionally mm. to 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 play Warhammer, the thing he loves the most in the world. It is an amazing read, and I immediately became the biggest the biggest Eddie Kingston mark in the world when I read that article. Just amazing. He's, he's got a great shirt for it. Redeem <laughs> these nuts. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm gonna make him spit out his tea, everybody. <laughs> oh, the, the Earl Grey hot's gonna be all over my camera and microphone. Um, Get up your nose, it's gonna be great. Yeah, there we go. You're welcome. Uh, so, so, so. Uh, now that you all had a nice, nice, enjoyable glass of milk here, um, Aaron, what was your design approach going into this? Like, what was, what were you prioritizing? Like, uh, just for instance, here, this all kind of kicked off with like SJ Arcade and um, and Frank. SJ Arcade's like pretty much central design philosophy his first principle his only principle was i want you to not take amulet of destiny that was that was <laughs> so he just went in there i'm just going to make stuff better than amulet of destiny that was his his guiding pr- principle you had passion and then the principle of like these are going to be better than amulet of destiny you know That's now true. everything's better than amulet of destiny but at the time <laughs> it was true. a noble a noble uh cause so what was your what's your design approach to your to your uh, uh to your artifacts this evening uh so one, I wanted to take an approach of something that, um, so like, I like to play like the super, I like to try to play, you know, high powered armies, but put my own twist on them. And I wanted artifacts that I would find to be fun to play. And that would be, that would fit the theme of Sylvaneth, you know, being able to interact with the, you know, the woods, the wilderness, um, you know, you know, as kind of an homage to, you know, the 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 length of time that a tree can live okay um you know and just fun really <laughs> fun uh, you know kind of fun and one of them you know i think for me is you know maybe sajil has a little different perspective i actually think the artifacts of this book are extremely good interesting for the for the for the most part there there's a lot of really good choices out of the 31 that's in the book the 24 generic plus seven sub-faction ones there's a lot of really good choices in this book in general and it's hard yeah. to pick all of them especially if you go with sub-faction because some of the sub-faction ones are really good but some of them are yeah but well, the generic ones are really good do they still have acorn yeah. Yes. Like, oh yeah like never see it right now. never see it it's not yeah. never see it really but, yeah yeah yep. it's because of the rules for the woods now is just ass <laughs> <laughs> It, it's so weird because the woods technically got better. Yeah. Like they do more now, which it. I, I mean, they but do. They do, but it's harder to get them on the board sometimes. No, it's easier because they're not the huge. Well, it was easier. So, for for two yeah, months, it was it was so it, good. It was how it should be. It, that right, it was broken amazing. realms. It was yeah. it was perfect. They had fixed trees. Well, for no, because like, no, we're back to that. broken realms. 
They did another one. It was the other one that was okay. the broken one. Because you could set up. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it, instead of speaking around it, maybe Sigil, uh, explain mm -hmm. this for people who don't play Sylvaneth. Oh, sure. Um, so Kragnos drops, and we have the woods as they are now. They got better because now instead of it used to be a six up mortal wound once per phase, it now was a potentially a four up if you had a wizard near it. And it was every round, I think. I'm a little bit. It was, uh, I guess I'll, I'll chime in. Mm -hmm. It was if you cast it, if a wizard cast a spell near it on, on a five up that uh, successfully cast and not unbound uh, on a during the hero phase on a five up, it deals, it deals D3 mortal wounds two enemies and then those in the were charge the original phase, yeah and, the, and then yeah. a charge phase was a six up yeah and then in kragnos they turned it to what it is now which is just in the charge phase it's a it's a six up unless you have a wizard near it in which case it's a four up which cool that's much better than the other thing mm -hmm. yes and can, then can i type it one thing real, yeah, real sure. quick and it's and it's not i don't mean to cut you off no and, no no it's it just it's just for clarification it's not just <laughs> your wizard it's yeah. a wizard or right. an endless spell within six not just yeah. yours and then they launched 3.0 and just took that war scroll and threw it into a fire they said oh. you don't need this yeet goodbye and I forget what it was, because at that point, I mentally checked out and was like, I'm not touching this until whatever is solved, because... So, do you remember what it was? I know that you could set up you could set up three models yes. anywhere in the range, instead yes. of... Go ahead. Yeah, so I played, my, I played my first GT in July with this rule. Uh, mm -hmm. So it used to be that in the when 3.0 dropped, they did a big the big 3.0 patch. Um, the woods changed so that you could either place a ring of three, or up to th or the, because the wording up to three individual trees within range and distance like three inches apart from each other, three inches from mostly everything, which was amazing. But then people complained because it blocked a lot of it blocked a lot of movement stuff for the big pipe plate things and. Target players were mad. <laughs> it was the solution to Gargant's. It was amazing. It was the Gargant Slayer. Silver Bullet. Yeah. That's yes. Funny. That's funny. And they destroyed it. All right. They so... said, no, you can't have it. No, you can't have yeah, it. Yes. And then they took perfect. that away. I was like, oh. Too perfect for this world. Uh, they'll get it right one of these days. Right now, they seem to have stabilized at the very least, though. So, yeah. So that's, that's a good yes. thing. So, Jill, what... I actually... Go ahead. I think I actually like this, even though that version I think was really good. That it had an interaction with the monstrous actions to actually make the woods not work for us in the way that they needed to. So I think the way that they currently do now is is fine. You know, the Kragnos War Scroll is is fine. Okay. See, I I want them to. I I want them to have like a tree, you know, and then be able to like turn terra existing terrain pieces into into wild woods. Basically. Yeah, that's that's like I, been. I, I think that's that's really like. I mean, this is the fix. I don't know why they don't do this. Like, do sell me extra models. Don't get me wrong. I want to buy extra models, but like only like a extra model. You know, like one terrain piece feels right. Even even though like they come in a box of three, fine. You get the three, whatever. Like that's fine. But but that's it. And then from there, like, let me uh let me overgrow terrain rather than putting more trees on the table. I think that's just. 
that's just the way to go. Um, I but I digress that. on that. What was your design philosophy then, Sigil? Um, so my design philosophy was kind of like, first off, fun at the top, but then right below that close is, let's try and make it feel right. Let's look at Maggotkin, the new stuff. Let's try and, and match that as close as we can. Because like Aaron said, the the rule, the artifacts in the book are great. The problem I have is Glades because it locks you in and says, hey, all these cool toys, you can't use them unless you invest in, in them. And even then, you're probably only ever going to be able to pick one. Okay. So yours is more so, of a, a function of, of of solving how you get them for the most part. No, not so much that. Just a function of okay, let's make it feel right. Okay, let's make it feel. If you saw these, you would be like, oh yeah, that seems like it was published by GW. <laughs> and then in in the best way, in the broken way, in the in the in the ooh, that's that's hitting just the, right. The sword you of know? Japan. In the sort of Japan way, or sort of judgment. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the other thing was, how can I make stuff interesting? How can I make it not, like, there's so much play space. Let's actually explore some of that instead of, because the one weird thing with Sylvaneth is it kind of wants to pull you apart in, ah. like, a million ways. Like, hey, you need trees. So here's things that focus on trees. But if you do that, then you don't want tree revenants, but you don't want these. So if you want these, you want need. So let's, let's yeet that into the sun and let's allow you to like, ooh, this is, I love these models. Let me make an army that's these models. You know, like, let me focus these guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's so. that's where, I mean, that's where Soul by Gravelords is currently the best book in Age of Sigmar. Mm -hmm. You can at me, everybody, at MR underscore MEPH. It used to be War Clans in, in 2.0 was, I think, the best overall book. Uh, but they killed the crab uh, with the new book. It's it's not, like, the, the high watermark's not as good as, as Soul by Gravelords. Uh, it, it's outperforming them. You know, that's fine. Whatever. That's not what I'm talking about when I say the book is good. If you look at, you crack open the Soulblight Gravelords book and you're like, I want to play all the zombies. They're like, we got you. I want to play wolves. We got you. I want to play blood knights. We got you. Like, it's just, and you're like, you know what? No, I want to, I want to play like a nice little, like, you know, Neapolitan grab bag toolbox. I mean, they're like, you know what? We got you for that too. Like it's just it, that ability to to pivot. Everything kind of has its place. You kind of you look at a war scroll and you go, "I know how to play this. I know what I'm supposed to do with this." Like it's just perfect. And you're trying to bring some of that to Sylvanath. Yeah, because it is not that with Sylvanath at all. You see a war scroll in Sylvanath, you're like, "Oh yeah, Alarial four damage. I'm just gonna yeet her. She's got a 16 inch move. Let's just yeet her turn one." And, and, she's, gone. <laughs> and she's gone. And she's gone. Just 700 points. <laughs> and you're like, what? But she heals every turn. How yeah, is she, she dead in one turn? Yeah, and then she's gone. <laughs> hey, uh, that's a crit. Uh, welcome, welcome to the chat. First time chatter. Uh, how's it going? Oh, um, I know that guy. Having the glades be uh, uh, DK uh, says uh, having having the glades be additive would be nice. Just taking null root because rerolling ones is too good feels bad. Also, the new book better have Tree Lord Battle Line, and maybe the Tree Lord has some Dryad Synergy. That's the thing. You can get rerolling ones in so many ways with this book. You don't need Gnarl Root at all. No. You're taking Gnarl Root for the Chalice, and yep. even then. And for Alarial Shooting, which has always baffled me, but whatever. I digress. I take a, I, 
I tend to go. I, <laughs> rant. Um, I yeah, actually tend. To, I, I I tend to go with Winterleaf. That's kind of my go-to. Mm. Um, I'll take Naruto if I'm gonna go War Song Bomb or if I'm going Dry Gym. Yeah. Otherwise, really? other, otherwise, yeah, with uh, oh, Naruto yeah. with Dry Gym is, is bonkers. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I like Winterleaf. I'm like, yeah, I'll double tap on those six on those five damage. You know, horde the beetle attacks. Yeah, I'll double tap on those six damage dirt through attacks. Thank you. Yeah, I can get reroll ones with other ways. Right, so many other ways. Um, so I'm going to answer this question here here real quick from Datsakrit, uh, and then we'll we'll kind of move into. Uh, you've got six artifacts, Sajil, so I'll have you you start with with an artifact, and we'll we'll have you kind of bookend it on either side here, uh, and then uh, Aaron's got four. Um, says what makes me say Soulblight is the best book? What would a good uh, Blood Knight list be? So he's a huge Soulblight fan, by the way. So so number one, I am a paragon of objectivity. Uh, uh, objectivity is totally a thing. Uh, it really exists, and I exemplify it at all times. That's why I can objectively measure that uh, death is the best Grand Alliance in uh, Age of Sigmar. Uh, so now that we have my sort of credentials and credibility uh, beyond contestation, Long live the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Soulblight Gravelords, uh, kind of what I was already mentioning. Uh, one of the things that I think makes it, it it like the best book in Age of Sigmar currently is, with the exception of the fact that as an army, it doesn't have shooting, and that's just not a phase that Death plays in. Uh, maybe we don't play in the the shooting phase because we get regen, and that's like the trade off we get. But if you start to think that way, uh, you will you will hurt your own feelings because there's entire chaos armies out there that have summoning regen and shooting and they 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 play in all they play in all phases of the game and they give up nothing uh, siege <coughs> siege <coughs> sorry um but um there's <laughs> um the reason i think death is uh, specifically sold by grave lords is is the best book currently in ages in in age of sigmar 3.0 is it has to do with the sort of design of it not the power of it design is separate from power uh, it does settle in comfortably in the fat middle, which is where I think you want to be as an army. You don't want to be looking over your shoulder for nerfs. If your book is like the top tier contender, like 5-0 army book, you're always looking over your shoulder for the next GHB to drop and like just, just kill something in your list. I don't like living in that space. I like to live in that like that 3-2, and two, if I'm really good, I can take it 4-1. and one. If I'm 3-2, and two, play out of my mind like and get lucky in the pairings, I might be able to like go 5-0. and oh. Um, but basically I like to be playing for a best in faction style seat seating. Like that's where I want to be. Um, so soul Grave Gravelords, competitively speaking, like nestles in very nicely in its win rate because it's balanced, it's a balanced book. It, but most importantly, it's about being able to like what I said, pick up a model or a war scroll in that book, look at it and go, I know how to play this. You look at zombies and zombies with their six-inch pile in and their mortal wounds proccing and their paper armor say, you are going to activate these from six inches and try to pop mortal wounds. This is an offensive unit. You know, It's telling you that this is a cheeky offensive unit on the war scroll. It's telling you how to play it. You know that if you get them stuck in, they're going to explode. Um, skeletons, on the other hand, say, oh, like they, they bring skeletons back after they've lost skeletons. And you look at that and you're like, wait, oh, I'm supposed to activate these second. Or 
do some tricks with Van Hells once you get into advanced strats. But but you you look at them and you go, oh, like I want these to like screen and take a charge because like if they lose units, then they get more units back. Like it's it's just it's telling you how to play with each of the models. There are buff pieces that that non prohibitively like buff like you're like, oh, this is for the wolves. But it doesn't say this is for the wolves and you can't take anything else, which is the trap a lot of like buff pieces often fall into. You look at the buff piece that says you only get to take this if you're playing a like a wolf heavy list. It, they don't say that. They go, oh, this is like super useful for all these things. But just so you know, if you bring wolves, you're going to do better. Uh, this is where Belladama Volga is like the perfect piece that that sort of exemplifies this not only does she bring buffs for wolves if you bring her she creates her own wolves even if you didn't bring wolves to buff it's brilliant and then she brings like buffs to the table that like accentuate any list you'd play her in she excels by playing her in a in a list with wolves but if you're like if you're like i'm gonna play like a bunch of blood knights and i'm gonna play like castle Eye dynasty you're still looking at this like 200 point double caster with with a great spell and going I kind of want to play her anyway like you it doesn't feel like locked in a way that other armies feel locked and then when you start to look at the the sub allegiances they really start to point you in directions for certain builds so it's it, it really sort of it helps you build the army it helps you play the army and it tells you on the war scrolls uh what to play with the other thing is just like most everything in the book has a use um so to answer the sort of like second part of your question, um, what's a good Blood Knight list? Um, well, that's a trick question. If you want to, you can bring five Blood Knights into basically any list you would, five or ten Blood Knights into basically any list you would run. They're, for what they do, they're solid. Uh, I Crit believe wants in... all the Blood Knights. What's that? Crit wants all the Blood Knights forever. Uh... Oh, in which case you want twenty blood knights and Nagash, like done and done, <laughs> like in Castle Eye Dynasty. No, I would I would probably go something like uh like ten to fifteen blood knights in Castle Eye Dynasty with like a, a Velazda or Vampire Lord on Zombie Dragon, maybe a second Vampire Lord on Zombie Dragon or Vordry. So you're rocking a double dragon list with like fifteen blood knights and a Coven Throne. I haven't run the math on the points, but it should roughly check out like. You can, you can like, and I think you can still get a block of skeletons in there for, like, for screening and stuff. So, like, there's there's just, there's such a really, there's some really solid, like, sort of lists. I like the, I like to take a little bit more of a, a, of a balanced list uh, than, like, spam 30 Blood Knights, but I do own 25 Blood Knights, so. Um. <laughs> uh I, I, I like double dragon lists right now, or at least one Vlasda. It depends on, like, how much utility you want to bring. Um, it, it feels silly not to bring, like, a necromancer and some zombies or something. Like, it, they're just so efficient. But, but I digress. Yeah. So now that that rant is over, Mev, how do you feel about OCR <laughs> How do I feel about OCR Bone Reapers? <laughs> I'm gonna need to fill my drink again if you're gonna... <laughs> I'll, we'll, we'll circle back. Ask me again later. Let's get our, get sure. to our first <laughs> artifact here. Because I'm gonna need to refill my drink, too. This is... Uh, poor, poor Aaron. He's like, dude, I was up so late last night. He's just like, ah, oh, like, I hope this isn't like a three-hour rant cast again. And it's, 
I was I was I was actually up until two a.m. Uh. doing a doing a doing a YouTube video uh, for uh, another for a YouTube channel for a little mini AOS tournament they're doing. So, yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> um, that's a crit saying uh, I run twenty blood knights and sixty skellies with a mix of heroes. I, I think that's admirable. Uh, Coven Throne and Blood Knights is a power pair. Like, you ask me what's a good Blood Knights list, a good Blood, Blood Knights list runs a Coven Throne and a uh, Cavalcade of Blood Knights. Coven Throne is one of the seriously overlooked pieces in Soulblight Gravelords. Um, I, and it just got better. It just went down like 20 or 30 points. Um, I can't believe people weren't playing it with it before, but now everybody's going to be playing with it because everybody... Uh, listens to my show, and I've been I've been talking about how good Coven Throne is now for like six months, so uh, everyone's gonna start playing it. Or maybe not everybody listens to my show, but like I'm your favorite content creator's favorite content creator, and they listen to my show, and they've been saying that Coven Throne is good because I told them to say it. So. <laughs> uh, Sajio, what's your first artifact, my friend? <laughs> All right. So first up, I have the Lementary of Koldari. Um, let's see here. The do you want me to read the? I did a little absolutely, thing. absolutely. Sure. I demand it. I demand it. <laughs> um, this scion was always the first to fight, and holding his Lamentary spurs other scions to follow in his wake. Uh, tree Revenants, wholly within 12 inches of a model with this um, artifact. Fight first, effectively. So, it is a Tree Revenant buff. Little bubble of just, cool, they fight first, no matter what. Tree it. Revenants, they die. That is their bane. Tree Revenants are paper. They can teleport anywhere, they can reroll their charges for free, but if they fight second, they are dead. So, they always fight first. You take this artifact, they're golden. Perfect. So it's got a use, it's got an application. This is an artifact you put in an army, you know what you're doing with it. I like it. Mm -hmm. I like it. Is it a legions locked or anything, or it's just... Nope. nope. So that's the other thing I was doing, like, kind of thinking to the future, like, Maggotkin, there's no allegiance locking. Right. So I designed all of these with that in mind. You know, just like, okay, we're just going to take allegiance locking, yeet it in the trash. It was always a dumb thing that was kind of cool when when you first like, oh my god, you get an allegiance, you can pick a glade or whatever, and you you have all this stuff picked out for you. For and then you think about it, and it's like, oh, I pick an allegiance, and everything's picked out for me. Yeah, mm. no, it, it, it's one of those things that at first it, it feels like kind of cool. Yeah, but it's you. You start spinning too many plates. Like I'm already trying to make yeah. a significant and important choice with the sub allegiance to like help me gravitate towards a particular play style or like a model range I want to run with. Like mm -hmm. you don't need to also make things prohibitive in the sense of artifacts as well. And I think yeah. that's that tracks. I I could make a case for why you would, which is, has to do with identity. I'm like a big fan of like giving things identity and and um and a theme. But yeah. you d you shouldn't be making things prohibitive. You should be making things like expansive and engaging. Yeah, you know you yeah. you want to be Excellent. positive, not negative, in terms of these layers that you're adding to your game. Um, just lo lo locking everything just makes 
you know, your list almost feels samey if you're going with the same type of right. Right. Like yeah. if I'm gonna, I, I could build Your a couple of different Naruto's, but they all do the same thing. Yeah, my Naruto looks like everybody else's Naruto on the planet, and yeah, yeah that starts to feel kind of. It like... removes choice. Yeah, and yep. like, right on. It's cool when you think about it at first, but when you really think about it, it just boils down to okay, cool. I don't, I don't make a decision here. <laughs> uh, Aaron, any Cliff's notes on Sajil's artifact? I think it's cool. Ten out of ten, no notes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like, I like it. I'd play it. I think it's, I think tree I think tree revs are, are cool and I'd love to see a, a way to see more of them on the table that not are not just packs of five teleporting around. Right on, uh, D, uh, DK uh, Ratesburg. Um, to answer your question, uh, there were a bunch of sour pusses out there that liked that shit because they think that like this game should be like prohibitive and punishing to other people because at some point in time. Someone slapped their ice cream cone out of their hand and it hit the sidewalk, and now they don't want anyone to have ice cream. And those people are bummers. They're huge bummers, and we don't stand them. <laughs> um, <laughs> Aaron, what's your first artifact? Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I'm gonna go with kind of what I I think is probably my least creative one to start. Okay, I like it. Um, ramp it I, up. I, yeah, good. Yeah, good understanding. Kind of, kind of ramp it up. So I took a oh, I took an artifact that I've, I've wanted to play and I wanted to at least try in the Sylvaneth book and I made it more feel I guess maybe like Sylvaneth in a, in a way. So um, in the book we have a thing called the Darkest Bow, which is you put on an artifact or you put on a weapon. If they get an unmodified six to wound, it's D three mortal wounds in addition. I wanted to flip that and say you pick a bear weapon, you pick one of the bear's melee weapons. Uh, if the unmodified wound roll for an attack made with that weapon is six, after all of the bear's attacks have been resolved, pick one friendly unit wholly within 12 inches. If it has the Sylvaneth keyword, that unit heals D3 wounds. Otherwise, mm. that unit heals one wound. Are there things and... in the Sylvaneth book without the Sylvaneth keyword? Or is this more thinking like you've got allies you bring in and like so it's going to be useful? I'm, okay, thinking, yeah. I'm, think, I'm thinking allies. Okay. Um, I like it. I, as... I, I, as I, it's just a way to, you know, because the book, to me, the book does, there's some allies that you can take that can do well, and this is a, a, just a small little way to kind of give them a buff, because you can't really heal them with any of your stuff, because mm -hmm. it's all Sylvaneth keyword locked, so it's just like, just a little bit, just one wound, mm -hmm. but it's a way for something to be self more self-sufficient in combat. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I, I like the, um... You know, there's some contention around, like, allies, coalition, soup, and so on and so forth. But I, I do think the basic one and four allyship and having a sort of anticipated list of allies. And, and you don't need to make things more prohibitive than that. They Like, I don't understand why Games Workshop makes things prohibitive for, like, what you can even bring as allies in the first place. And then they are further... They, they further gate stuff off, basically saying you'll never take these things. So, like... You set the rules early on saying what people can't take. So why do you have to be more exclusive than that? So I, I, I kind of like that. I like I like where you go. I, I see a, I see a kitty. I am happy. Mine are out. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Cat cam. Uh, yep. Engaged. Crump cam. Yeah, crump cam. So that was that was that was my that was my first ones. Like it kind of kind of basic, but it's it's something that I would definitely try. Like especially on a Durthu, make him a little bit more self sufficient in combat. Right. On. So I had something that was a trait. That because I just went through them, I went through the new books and just like kind of copied them basically. <laughs> like, I saw their format and was like, okay, sure. Enhancements, traits are enhancements, technically. 
Right so I spelled lawyer, so I just wrote some notes, but I had one that was really close to that. It's oh, basically shit. the reverse of that, where every time the bear, the owner of the trait gets hit on a five up, they heal everything near them for the damage they deal or the damage they oh. receive. So three wounds get get through on a five up. It heals three wounds to everyone near. Oh, is that like a once per phase three. then, or or is it open ended where you could just like? No, it's just cool. You you deal twelve wounds to that thing and kill it. On a that's you roll twelve dice and that's how many heals you get. Does the thing die or and like it heals? Yeah, no, else? the thing dies. Oh, okay. No, it, as it, it's called the Lamenter of Garan. So yeah, as she gets hurt, everyone else heals. I like that. Basically, I actually like yeah, that. I feel like it's still yeah. The, the counterplay's but, still there. Oh, like you, you yeah. kill, you yeah. like snipe the tree or whatever. Like the dirt who explodes, yeah. and then like, or everything. you just kill everything else. And right? Ignore yeah. Her. Yeah. There's there's yeah. counterplay there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the opponent, the opponent's gonna gonna have to think: Do I am I killing like am I killing the gas or killing the engine? Right. Like there. Yeah. So no, I, I like that. Um, I guess I would ask, what are your notes on his artifact? <laughs> but. <laughs> Yeah, you had a trait. I kind of beat you to the punch. I yeah. like it a lot. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, do right like on. it a lot. Right it's very in. I wish there was more healing in Sylvaneth. Like, yeah, that's that's the one that I've got that does healing. The other ones are uh, a little mm-hmm. weird. Ooh, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, your hero is a pinata. I, no, I love that. No, I actually I was trying to contextualize it, kind of keep up, and yeah, uh, we ha- it... we have one. It's called Alarial. Oh, speaking of Valerial, I have that's that's a good segue to my to another one of yeah, my. Yeah, Sajil, artifacts. what's your next artifact? <laughs> um, so the sapling blade, um, it's basically Valerial's spell, but in melee form. So pick a pick a weapon every time it kills, destroys a unit, wipes it out completely. You can create a tree. Effectively, yes, yes, please. I want yeah. that. Yes, publish yeah. that right now, GW. I want it. <laughs> Please. Yeah. I, uh, you have any flavor text for that one? Yeah. Um, the, new growth is best nurtured by blood. That's it. Succinct. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Aaron, what's your next artifact? Uh, let's go with the. Uh, I've got one. It's called the Bramble Speaker. Uh. So this is a play it's, on it's a ghetto how... blaster. Like they they hold it on their shoulder. <laughs> like, uh, sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> Why not? Um, this is this is kind of an homage to to how Sylvaneth were in 1.0, um, a, a little bit. So I put uh, the wording may be a little off, but I tried to get it as close as I, I could. I could. So um, visibility between two models is blocked if a straight line drawn between the closest point of two models of the two models passes across any wildwoods within 12 of the bearer visibility from friendly units from friendly units with the sylvaneth keyword is not blocked by wildwoods within 12 inches of the bearer so so oh, the okay. so the idea is it it puts more a more line of blocking restriction that's currently in place so for mm-hmm. and that's wildwoods, which include our awakened ones and generic ones that are on the table, because I feel like we should be able to manipulate those to our to our desire. Um, so, so the current line of sight blocking rules are, you know, if it's three inches through a woods, yeah. it's blocked unless it's ten or, unless it's ten or more wounds. This is essentially making 
all of the woods within 12 of the bear, almost like a prismatic palisade that you can see through. So bring Because in... as... Yeah, go ahead. Go, go ahead. Uh, Sylvaneth Predator Vision. Nice, says Ulf. <laughs> um, so you're basically sort of like doing a, like a little bit of a... Like a uh, the... What is it? The Spore Blast Fanatics or whatever it is. Spore Splatter Fanatic. Yeah, Spore Splatter. A little bit yeah. of a Spore Splatter Fanatic thing with with the with the artifacts. So there's press like the language gets hammered out by the like the developers or or a second second pass through the editing here. Um, but basically, you're kind of creating a a line of sight blocking, just reactivating some extra utility for the trees, essentially. Yeah, it, it true line of sight blocking even to our big guys. So even a yeah. Lair, so even a Lariel and our Tree Lord Ancients and Durthu, if you know, thought they try to shoot through the woods. They can't. They can't if the if the bear is by them. It's funny because I feel but this artifact. Is, them. Uh, this artifact is one of those ones that would be contentious depending on how good shooting is or not. I know. Like yep. It it it's um. But that's where like play testing would come in. Like that's where you add in the wound, the ten wound language at the ear. Like oh maybe it is a little too strong to block a larial, so you put the ten wound thing back on it or or whatever. But yeah, like I, I like I like where your head's at. Uh, so GL, what what do you think? Um, yeah, no, I like, I like being able to make the trees more for one, because one thing that I noticed with that, yeah, so we can set up one singular wildwood model, doesn't block line of sight. So that would be able just to turn those on. So I really like that. I love the idea of like, being able to just like flick a switch effectively and make something that was, oh, this thing, it doesn't do much. And now it does. <laughs> I, I, I like the utility you're unlocking, really. I mean, it's mm -hmm. it's 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 putting you in a space where you're interacting with, like, this aspect of your army that you're not, like, usually interacting with in that manner. And I, I think that's really cool. Like, was, I... Go ahead. Yeah, that was kind of my... Sorry, I didn't cut you off. That was kind of my goal, is that I wanted... I wanted the, the line of sight blocking to actually feel useful to an extent in this army when we have so many models that it does it's useless again you know it doesn't do anything for yeah, so right that, that was this was a pure utility piece right on right on uh Sigil, uh what's your next artifact um uh waters of spite don't have any flavor text for this one but uh it gives once per game you can activate it to give spite revenants a five up uh field no, or ward save just across the board like, yeah. <laughs> uh, Aaron, sounds like you got a, you got a thought there. Oh no, they 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 need it. They're <laughs> you get them in the combat, and you could try to do their battle shock shenanigans, but then they just die. Yeah, because they're five five up save one wound apiece, five yeah. models. And it's like I feel like a five up board is like it's not great, but it's something. And yeah. then it's once per game, which. Let's face it, you kind of only need them to work for once per game. I feel like you only need them to say, survive that one turn to do what they're trying to do. So, mm. uh, yeah, I feel as, like that. As, as your uh, lead developer, uh, I mm -hmm. erase all once per games unless they're like super potent. So I would... Uh, it, I like... feel like a five up save is a board wide. Oh, it's board wide. Like I yeah, it's board oh, wide. Okay. Any spite on the entire board gets a five plus save. Okay. Any spite revenant. Yeah, no, that's powerful enough. I'll, I'll allow it. You would um, only want to take it if you're going into spites, obviously. But uh, sure. unbelievable. Thank you so, thank you so much for the follow there. That's that's a crit. Uh, 
DK saying, letting Alarial mitigate mortal wounds near a wood would be chef's kiss. That's actually pretty cool, too. Yeah, that like... should just be something that should just be in the book. Like, if you're near a woods, you have a ward. Period. Yeah. End of story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I want, on that note, Aaron, I want your thoughts on this, especially. Sure. Okay. Why, awakened Wildwood traits. You pick one, and the every way Awakened Wildwood gets it. I came you up have, with three. You have a li you have a list that yep. you can pick one. Three. Ooh. Yep. Plus one to casting, a six plus ward, or the wood can move six inches. Um. What would be the what would be the timing on the on the wood movement? A hero phase, probably. Just a hero phase. Yep. Or movement uh, I, phase. I I'm not sure. But, but but something like yeah. they can move they can move I yeah think all that, the woods uh, can move around and reposition i think that would be actually really cool uh because there's a especially like almost like the precedence with you know how tree song used to be yeah um yeah. and actually be able to be useful with one with you know instead of moving a big ass pie plate around a little bit mm -hmm. you know actually move a single tree i think that'd be cool and there's a little combo with that with the vengeful skull root to move a tree into into range and then hit him yeah. with the skull root yeah I'd like that. Absolutely. So, yeah. Your <laughs> army would have to pick one of those before the battle has begun. So, yeah. I, I like that. And I could even see a command trait where you get to pick it for your general. You could pick a second. Yeah. And it only affects your general. Yeah. Yeah. Or something of that nature. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like it. Absolutely. I think that's really cool. When I had that idea, I was like, oh, GW, do it. See, that's. <laughs> you won't, cowards. That's the. um. Uh, that's the uh, the monstrous uh, the shout the the microphone from the corn uh, the corn great enhancing moment I think is this is the kind of design space that like people who are passionate about an army will go into that people mm -hmm. who are just like robotically going through and like well you got to have a you know you got to have a rerolling months to hit artifact you got to have a rend artifact like and they just kind of methodically go through and do it this is this is why you want someone passionate that why you want that like person who was an absolute propagandist for their army like kool-aid man <laughs> they're the kool-aid man the, uh, yeah. this is we're this is the this is the colloquialism going forward this is it uh, yeah. thank you for that, welcome. that Aaron. who is your kool-aid man yeah Find him. <laughs> you want your kool-aid man for your army <laughs> this is this is brilliant i i like this is so unique it's so sylvaneth too right like it's it's so perfectly sylvaneth it mm. makes sense you get your your uh, as uh, as DK said here, you get your fighter woods, your cleric woods, your barbarian woods. <laughs> like, the Berg just tree the, stances. The trait, the trait would be will allow you to change the stance mid game. That's what the trait would allow yeah, you to do. You could yeah, you, yeah. you stance dance your tree stance dance. Yeah, that's what uh, the could, commander could do. I could see something like that that's tied to the seasons. Mm, yeah. So there's four if, for one for each season. Yeah. You get to pick a oh. you get to pick a season. Don't even. And then, yeah, season. Yeah, no singing and songs like songs of the season. Yeah, but that lighter, that was the assignment. If that was the assignment, oh baby, well, oh I got content for you. My silver there's are all autumn, all mm -hmm. autumn birch, yellows, whites, yellow, you know, yellows, oranges, reds, and whites. Yeah. Uh, oh. SJ oh, saying man. maybe make the move trees on the board. Uh, trait a ca where you have to spend it yeah like it, it, like this again this is like the design space is great this is where we want to be the dev space is where you go in and like okay well now let's make it fair and balanced 
right? Like, yeah. this is where you're like, you're for me, some of my design philosophies coming through. Like when you look at like, especially like a, some of the D and D feats or or some mm. of the homebrew I've done in time, or or some of my own like uh, little excursions into trying to like develop my own little games. Um, you're allowed to break the rules if you spend a resource. Is like mm. a, a basic core core uh, core philosophy of design, I believe, because you have like the general rules of your game. You know, this is what a Ren buff looks like. This is what a, you know, a reroll buff looks like. This is what a char- run and charge looks like. You know the general, like, these are the things that are pretty, like, uh, pretty on the surface. Most people, like, look mm-hmm. at it and, and there's no disconnect between what's happening and, and what we've we've grown to expect within the, the rules and the, the inbounds of the game. You, when you spend a resource then, you get to go out of bounds. This is where you get your double activates when you, you know... And resource doesn't always just mean a command ability, uh, you know, opportunity cost, uh, uh, using a trait or an, an, an enhancement to get the thing. That's that's spending a resource. It's in the list building phase of resources, but that's spending a resource, right? Um, I have an idea on on that for moving the for moving the wood. So S, SJ, mm-hmm. you know, the Sylvan did have a spell in the old book where you could actually tree song used to be able to move and move of woods. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there, so we could do that. So. But I want to take that and maybe go a little bit further instead of making it just like a command trait. How about you make that a thing that the Tree Lord Ancient can do, and mm. inst- and instead of casting a spell, being able to pick eight of woods within eighteen twenty four mm-hmm. and move them. Yeah. As one of their as one of their abilities, because so, so, you know we. So you you've because everyone's talked about like well Tree Lord Ancients these are the ones that like um people are looking for it to have a role in the army and they just kind of always, they're not a double caster, which always feels bad. Like there's just, this is, this is a unit that has traditionally been sort of a, a nerve point for mm-hmm. Sylvaneth players from my, from my outsider perspective, uh, my observations yeah. here. Um, and it one has. of the big suggestions was like, just mean... making tree Lord ancients while awakened Wildwoods was one of the big suggestions to make this. I like this way better. Uh-huh. I, yeah. I like this way better. So you, you still, we still stay, we still have trees that have like seasons or, uh, or tree traits or whatever. Like you still have that, and because choice is fun, you still choose what to do with your army there at the, you know, when you're creating your army or at the beginning of the battle or whatever, you pick a stance, mm-hmm. and then the tree lord agents are the things that get to move woods around. Right, mm-hmm. they spend a command ability and they can move trees. That's their command yeah. ability. That gives them a role. In the list building, the opponent who's about like I can already hear people complaining about trees that move, and I'm telling them remember fun. Like I'm just I'm already like I have Haywall on a tape recorder, just like remember fun, and I carry it around with me, and I just like play it in their ear on max volume um, when they're about to complain about trees moving. Um, but once I've played the remember fun and they double down, then I would tell them like then just shoot the tree lord ancient. Like get good, so I will do yeah. two things that make them angry uh, because they're wrong. <laughs> I'll just tell them to just get off my lawn. Right, damn crazy kids. Yeah, yeah. Command ability: spend to see uh, assign one woods uh, to a mysterious terrain trait. Your choice till your next hero phase. I I don't want to I I don't want to do the um what they did with uh, Ko. I don't like that design space like so much. The triumphs. I mean, it, it doesn't. It, oh, it's yeah. a lot different yeah. now. But where they're telling you to like, hey, you've got your book. Like, how about you? This book says go do a thing elsewhere, and then like now you need to look at that other book, and like it says go. I like to keep the stuff contained within the. Yeah. That's me. It's though. also, it it also, it also kind of takes away in a weird way. I feel like because it's like 
oh, I get to do the thing that everyone else does but forgets about. <laughs> you know, like, I get to do a thing that everyone else can also do, but I can do it more, I get, like, I don't know. I want my thing to be unique and in right. the rules. I don't want to be doing some generic, yep. like, if they made Sylvaneth, you can do the heal heroic action more than once. It would be like, no. eh. Yeah. But if you gave me, you can do this heroic action called Verdant Harmony or Verdant whatever, and it's the exact same printing as the heal one, but it's in my book. Something about that just feels better. Yeah. Like, because no, like, oh, it's mine. Because that precedence has been set with the with the OCR book. With the OCR mm. update in in uh, yeah, White we Dwarf. we got our own we got our own uh 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 look get us to circle back to OCR Bond Reapers. Yep. It was inevitable. Death is inevitable. Yep, it was. Um, <laughs> yeah, they they printed one that's uh, just yeah. that's just the same same thing. I wish they yeah. would have printed redeploy for us because that's really. Like, mm. what every Ossiarg Bone Reapers player is talking around when they say they're not playing 3.0, they're saying they don't have redeploy. I mean, we're talking around it because we have to, you know, uh, we have to, like, tread lightly because uh, people just hate OBR inordinately for no reason. Actually, I know the exact reason, but I'm not going to get into it. Um, <laughs> uh, people like, the The well was poisoned very early on Ossiarg Bone Reapers, yep. and we just never recovered. Um, it didn't it matter really what... It it didn't matter. It didn't matter what that army was gonna do. The the well was poisoned, uh, like at one rule teaser. So, um, redeploy with my blood slick is so good. Well, I mean, it's unlocked an entirely different way to play the game for everybody. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. it's just that impactful. It's it wins games. It it changes the dynamic of strategy on the table. And as the army that's supposed to be the biggest brain strategists in the realms, or contesting for like, you know, the top two spots of the biggest brain tacticians, like you could say Zinch, but Zinch isn't necessarily like the 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 not a tactician, more of Machiavellian schemes, right? Unknowable plans and randomness mm -hmm. is good, and like that's. Zinchus isn't like they're the best tactician. And Korn should be a god of war with the tactical insights of a god of war. But that doesn't always come through in the lore so much as wanton murder and violence. All bloodshed is good. So like the tactical aspect of it is is muted. Ca like Catacros is the just as planned creed. What was this? Casaro creed from Warhammer 40k? I don't remember. I don't know 40k well, but I just know the meme. 40k of, exists. I, I just know it's, the meme it's, of. I, it's there. I know the meme of like Zinch playing chess with with like this like stogie smoking like uh, uh, Im imperialist with his arms crossed, <laughs> flipping the table, shouting Creed, <laughs> like because he's just like getting beat by the tactical genius was the name of the rule on on the war scroll. It was yeah, mm. uh, tactical genius. Her, it was what the text said. That's <laughs> so what what I wish OBR had was a redeploy, but they have to finish that redeploy in the same in the with the same wording as the Lumineth Shining Company. Like they that's but they you don't need to do that because our the way we issue our command points. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, or, or Sarkar E Creed. Thank you, CJ. I knew I knew checking would have my back. Checking always has my back. Um. 
Yeah, Yusakar E. Creed. Uh, his, he's the tactical genius, and he he's outmaneuvered Zinch in battle plans and stuff. Um, it's it's actually a really funny like meme set there, you know, in, mm. in the old TG days. Um, if they already have that, this is this is why like Osiarch Bone Reapers is simultaneously like a really well designed book, and yet it had such glaring gaps that like. When when the book came out, like the all the Osiarch Bone Reaper stands and people who who hadn't drank the poison water yet were like, no, like this is like Petrifex Elite is a high water mark, mm-hmm. but like because everyone's focusing on this, they're not recognizing some of these like other problems that like need to be tightened up to make this like truly a great book because there's some really intelligent design in there. One of them is in how we issue our command points. Now everybody's got it, but uh, with our with our Hecatos rule. Everything has to be in wholly within six inches of the Hecatos already. You don't need to fuck with our coherence mm. more. We're already forced to be tight in our coherence. Okay. We have gotcha. it, it. Like we got an app for that. They solved like all these problems people had with like daisy chaining skeletons and and like any like it. It really does have some very intelligent design to it. Again, like the Hecatos rule is way better than the Shining Company rule. The Shining Company should have the Hecatos rule. Mm. It's way better and less finicky. Too, too touching mm-hmm. bait. Fuck, get the fuck out of here with that. Like, I, like, don't ever have me, like, doing stupid shit where I'm like, uh, no, no, that base isn't touching, and, like, you fucking mm-hmm. sneeze, or, like, you... Hair off, and you hurt their... Yeah, like, lose an entire I... buff. Like, fuck that finicky no, shit. I... Yeah. The Hecatos rule That's is... Fair. is uh, to have our death the Hecatos rule. Uh, to have our, our death save, like, uh, things need to be wholly within six inches of our unit commander, basically. Of and the leader, issue, gotcha. And to okay. issue our command abilities, we need to have things wholly within six inches of our, our command guy. So, like, you gotcha. can issue your command abilities from heroes and stuff and the hero ways, but the, the Osiric Bone Reapers to, like, issue our command abilities off of our unit war scrolls. So, like, you know, mm-hmm. the shield tilt uh, the shield tilt for um, for uh, Mortec Guard, mm-hmm. for instance, they must be wholly okay. within six inches of, of the Hecatos. Interesting. Yeah, it's it's it you you still get the like the tighter formations, but there's more bend there. It's more forgiving. It plays cleaner. Yeah. It it plays nicer instead of looking at every finicky two basis or every base and measuring base to base. And sometimes there's a gap because you drank your beer and you set it down, and yeah. like it's two turns later, oh, I don't know if you were in coherency there. No, we just go one model, boom, six inches. Yep, we're good. Like yeah. so much. Cleaner. That's how War Machine did it, and it was super clean. It's 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 so yeah. clean. The solution to like again, but nobody paid much. You either you either played Osiric Bone Reapers or you had the well poison against against them, and so nobody was really paying attention to those like the 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 more intricate aspects of the design in the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's just a great rule. Um, it's a great rule. Um, it's also why like if you're able to hero snipe. You, like, we had a couple more chinks in our armor than people realized, but nobody, like, oh, this army's just OP, so I'm going to turn off my brain and complain until it gets nerfed. Congratulations, you got what you wanted. You know, 10% of the entire meta had to shelve their fucking army for a whole edition now. Congratulations, assholes. Woo! Rare form meth. There we go. How's that for a fucking rant for you guys? Um. <laughs> Hope you drank your milk for that one. Um. <laughs> No, um, yeah, no, so, uh, heck, yeah, I don't know, we, we had, the we solved that, um, where were we?
We were kind of um, talking about woods. Yeah, you brought up your artifact, and I brought up trees. I want to yeah, say, yeah, tree we, yeah, tree traits as a thing. Yeah, yep. And I, uh, this is actually kind of a decent segue into one of my other artifacts, sure. um, because uh, you know we've talked about trying to make a a tree lord as a Dominican wild woods, and I created one called Soul of the Forest. Um, typically, this would go on an awake on a tree lord or our Durthu, mm -hmm. um, but I went. Um, the bearer is also an awakened wildwood, but loses the spirit paths ability and cannot use the navigate realm roots allegiance ability. When this model is slain, do not remove its model from the battlefield. It remains on the battlefield as an awakened wildwood. If the smash to rubble monsters action is successfully used against on this train feature, remove this model from the battlefield. I like that. I like that so, a lot. So the idea with the, some of the restrictions is that if you have tree lords or ancients as awakened wildwoods, you could daisy chain teleports, and that's just bad. So removing its spirit paths ability on its war scroll, which is if it's within six of a woods, it could teleport, or the navigate realm mm -hmm. roots, if it's wholly within six of a woods, it can teleport. Take away that restriction so it just can't do that. It's just another mobile woods mm -hmm. that stays when it's dead i like you, that it you could remove that combo by making it at the end of the movement phase okay by just adding that text so instead of a normal move at the end of the movement phase it can use its spirit paths ability okay or I'm something thinking... like that but yeah i do agree that that cannot be a thing no <laughs> no no I do, I do not want daisy chaining teleports yeah. that's just that's just bad rog fun for everybody <laughs> involved um but I, i've like i've always wanted the dudes that do something like that and i i had thought about making the the damage on it almost always happen mm -hmm. because the spites are angry that you slayed mm -hmm. you slayed an ancient being but i wanted mm -hmm. to keep it just like just like this like it's a it's a woods yeah i i like the um like the, the implication for like the narrative and the fluff of it so this is for me like when when there's a harmony between like what the rule says, what the rule does, and like and how it reinforces the narrative and the like playstyle of the army. So you, like you're reinforcing your playstyle, and then you're also reinforcing a narrative. Like like the trees piss now because you killed one of their their ancient trees. Like it's so it turns on an ability. It's why I like with the new Fire Slayers hero. Like I'm like I see where you're at with it. It just doesn't go far enough, you know. Like where I'm like, you're kind mm -hmm. of going for like this this ceremonial rites, like like berserking, like the as fire slayers die, the other fire slayers getting madder and they're berserking yeah. more. I'm like, that's I like that. That's sensical for like the slayers army to me. It's just like the the payoff doesn't feel huge enough to be like a yeah. berserker rage. It would need to be that, but triggering on the death. Like always, not with this weird charge up and then dump I, mechanic. Like, yeah, yeah. like I, I don't mind the ramp. It's just like the payoff should be bigger. Well, you know? yeah, like yeah. It, like a double, like the a double active, like like a huge, like a big double activate with like you know bonus attacks. Like just yeah. it needs to be big. Like charging out of sync is awesome, you know. So, but if it were like yeah. charge and attack, like it was like wave of terror, uh, from Nighthawk. Oh. oh, like that says Berserker, mm. right? Like. Mm -hmm. you know, you know, like, so I could I could take mine a little bit further. This so one of the other ideas I had to add on to this was that you got to upon the bearer's death, 
you immediately trigger the vengeful four spirit four spirits. Oh. Um, and it always happens on a four plus no matter what. But it's a three inch radius instead of one. Hmm. But I thought that was maybe a little too much. But then again, one of my other artifacts is kind of wordy, so my other artifact. But we'll, we'll, we'll that's my to... third. That's that's my third. Uh, we'll we'll get to it here real quick. Uh, B Dubs uh, eighty three gifting a gifting a tier one sub. Thank you so much for that. Um, I like that. Why not still navigate the realm routes? Asked DK. I, I think you kind of. I think we touched. Yeah, I think you, I think yeah. you got to that. Um, yeah, we will, like it would be awesome, but you would have to you would have to restrict that you can't just daisy chain teleport from a woods, then teleport to a tree lord, and then teleport to a tree lord, and then teleport all the way. Yeah, no. yeah. Well, like I mean, uh, 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 uh had the like sort of like like a very succinct way of like of of killing that with the end of. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, I I didn't think about that, but yeah, if if there was some language to to stop that shenanigans, yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Putting on your see, that's where the dev hat came on, and you like. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. See, this is this See is what, what I, I, you were picking up what I was putting down. Yeah, this yeah. is what the designer dev pipeline is supposed to look like. By the way, the, rapid like, iteration. You 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 have a like someone in the design mode, and then you have a a dev as like sort of the throttle on that, and you and you go through that. And theoretically, it should be, you know, I want the design side to be the most passionate individual on the planet for their thing, and then I want the developer to be an unfeeling, uncaring robot. Who just like, who just like takes the passion and brings it in line, but respects the game. You know, like they, like they're, they're a patrician. They, uh, you know, they, you know, they, they see, they, they see the heart. Um, uh, I think I'm caught up on chat here. Um, Sajil, uh, I feel like you kind of already got your input on the artifact in there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's your next one? Um. Okay. Let me do. I will do this one. Yeah. Uh, circlet of Luma. Um, whoever wears this circlet can call on the Luma Spites, who will give their short lives to protect the bearer and their allies should the need arise. So, simple artifact. Plus one ward to the to the bearer. Um, so, they gain a six plus ward. Um, however, once per battle, they can discard that ward for the rest of the game to give all allies... Within twelve inches, that six plus ward. So, it's simple. It's not too extreme. I don't even think you need yeah. to discard the artifact. I don't mind that a, a six up has another thing because a six up is 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 nearly nothing, even if the once per game mm, is, yeah. is, a, is a bubble. Um, yeah, that's I fair. Th I think it's fine. Artist that... has that on his war scroll, and it's a five up. Yeah, who does? Artist steel soul and still and sword. Oh, and yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I, I don't think it's a problem. Yeah. It's, it's fine. It can just. But I like it. I think it, I think it, I think it's cool. It's like the Luna Moth thing, and they die fast. So, like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you have some? Uh, did you have some uh, 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 flavor text on that one? Yeah, I, I read it at the start. Oh, whoever wears the circlet, yeah, ADHD. Meds wearing off, no, you're good. You're uh, good. <laughs> um, we're going. We were going rapid fire there, so. Yeah. Uh, let's see. G Dead heading to bed, dropping a thousand RDPs, saying uh, I'll have to catch the vod tomorrow. And reminding everyone, chat gang ain't nothing to mess with. Uh, SJ says I'd be happy to see it as a five up. Yeah. This is and this is where like the playtesting uh, tells you yeah. what, what that number should be. Yeah, maybe a five up, and then and then you give a six up to a bubble, like five up on the bearer, give a six up in a bubble once per game. I think that that could be yeah. that, that's pretty inbounds. Sure. 
but i think then it would have to go away forever i think if because like or i mean that's that's where the playtesting comes in that's that's why we have that's why you have the quality assurance like so i would dial it to the to the best version we have which is the five up yeah gives a six up bubble right and then we see is well is this too much is this too powerful okay well then it goes away for the rest of the game you know like and that's and that's the kind of go ahead I was gonna say if there was some way that Sylvaneth could get a a ward, like just a flat ward if they were near their woods, I was kind of designing that in that space. So if you, with the tree trait, you can just pick that. Okay, if I'm near a tree, I have a six plus ward. Mm-hmm. So this would give me a five plus ward, and then I could pop it and give everyone within twelve a five. Plus yeah, you ward find yourself you're fighting tree. off of trees because you're like you're needing to assault an objective. It, yeah. It's got play in it. Uh, again, if people don't want you to do that on the jump turn, they know that you're going to be assaulting away from your trees. They can try to t- uh, yeah. pump some extra firepower to killing a, a hero with just a five-up ward. You know, like... Mm-hmm. Um, the the once-per-games... I don't blanket hate once-per-games the way some, some other people mm-hmm. do. I just think they're mis- They're often miswritten. Uh, they're not written well, yeah. usually. No, they're usually they're, like they're once-per-game and then roll a die. I'm like, why the fuck am I rolling yeah. a die on a once-per-game? Yeah, no, the ones that are, yeah, like the brass orb or whatever, it's like once per game, you can roll a dice, and if it's a six, a model is slain. (laughs) Cool. Yeah, yeah, I used an artifact for this. Um, And then Soren, I'll let you get get to it in a second, Aaron. Uh, W. Soren dropping a tier three sub for 29 years, saying, I love what you do, you're awesome. I love you too, Soren. You're a... uh, sorry to hear about the the rough patch, but we'll get through this, man. Um, and uh, sorry, so Aaron, your your input. Sorry, cut you off. Did you, Sajil? Did you say that was a like plus one to ward, or just like the bear plus, gets like a? Yeah, I phrase it as a plus one to ward. So okay, you know that I, would be interesting on a war song. Giving it a three plus yeah. ward. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Ow. And then. I that's that's pretty spicy. That's pretty spicy. Yeah, it's very spicy. Now, once again, you might need to reword some stuff. You know, like put a cap on that. But you sure. know, but yeah, I like it. I don't. I, I like how you were building it into how woods could be for us. Yeah. Um, and being able to fight around our woods, which is something that we want to try to do anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and just make that a little bit more deadly, which yeah. is kind of needed I uh, think. dk with a really really poignant observation um uh wouldn't necessarily need a spell portal in, in that case anymore like which is is mm-hmm. neat because you're you're contain you're making the book more self-contained which is like the other stuff should be like layers you know like the stuff that you pull outside your book should just be like layers you're adding on like you know mm-hmm. like fun little spice and seasoning but the book itself is every book in existence should be like a self-contained meal just delicious and wonderful but yeah i'll have some dessert mm-hmm. i'll add this other stuff to it that's but i i, I as a design philosophy I, I think books should be like you know they should have all the juice all the stuff they should you know have harmony within themselves um <clears throat> i'm more concerned with them having harmony within themselves than playing nice with other stuff um you can limit mm-hmm. other stuff so just you don't get to play with that other shit that's fine um, the internal, like, sort of balance of a book, the, the, the internal mechanisms and how they play together, that's the shit I care the most about. Um, external parody is just a throttle we, we, we fuck with. Um, and if you make every book 
awesome and self-contained and the best it can possibly be, and all books are that way, then, like, congratulations, you've you've fixed the game. <laughs> use the use the restroom real quick. All right. So give me so give me a sec, so give me a second. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're fine. Um. So, uh, how, other ways in which people are wrong about Asiarch Bone Reapers. Um. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Wait. So I, I have I have thoughts and feelings on OCR. Okay. Yeah. So I loved. Is it Ivory Coast? Ivory Coast. That, yeah. Yeah. Ivory Coast. Okay. Yeah. So when OCR dropped, like, I was like, I read because they did like their their thing of like, here's the different things, and we're gonna show you the lore and like one rule, and I think that's the one where they showed the Petrifex one, and that. No, it was Crematorians. To... Crematorians was the one that okay. triggered the uh, the uh, was the well poisoning oh. initially. Which gotcha. was like the okay. whole, the most hilarious thing, is <laughs> like you know the the NPE of the crematorians rule uh-huh. is so overpowered and and like mm. so people were primed to hate that army and then gotcha. when it, it came out like because you know people like it, it was like me and Brennan are like actually you know we're like Petrifex Elite is is like clearly the strongest, um, mm-hmm. but people were just like seeing red at that and then the minute <laughs> it when the book came out they they took all that this army's npe this army's npe and they just they just mm-hmm. migrated it on to the next thing to hate about it that's yeah. what it, it was such a such gotcha. a a like the well poisoning was so it was so overt and it was so early yeah, yeah and it, it happened so and it happened with those rules and teasers. and see, it's funny because that is exactly how i feel about this sylvaneth book really because yeah yeah but yeah, in the reverse. Yeah, because the, the tease came reverse. out and, and people written it like this is trash. I mean, you yeah, the we leak gotta came out. be careful with this sort of twenty four hour get mm-hmm. the scoop hot take mentality. Yeah. It it alters people's perceptions in a way. It, yeah. it's it's the old adage of like you can get an article wrong and mm-hmm. print the retraction later, and no one will remember the retraction. They only yeah. remember the initial like wrong headline. It was as in tr- it was true in legitimate journalism, and it's and what we do, what any talking head in in Warhammer does right now, is not news journalism. Yeah, none of us. I have a background in journalism. I am not a fucking Warhammer journalist. If I were a Warhammer journalist, what I do would look a lot different than a podcast. Mm-hmm. Like. I wouldn't. I would have a. Tw- the only Twitter presence I would have is to advertise the article I just wrote. I wouldn't make yeah. hot takes because you're uh, that well poisoning or the yeah, manipulation it, of perceptions that happens. Like, yeah, you interrupt people's ability to critically think because people we're emotional creatures mo- for the most part. We have feelings about stuff, which is perfectly fine and normal. Have feelings. In fact, I say lean into your emotions fucking revel in them in fact there's righteous indignation is one of the best emotions you have an unbridled passion and love of a thing you should never feel ashamed it's both sides lots of fun but then you have to have that second tier engagement and interrogation of those things mm-hmm. and with the with the way twitter and social media and content creation goes um you know Chat Gang's a very de- devoted fan base. I think I've got the best fans in 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 Warhammer, just in terms of like the passion and the and the the stuff. Like people who actually go back and listen to my fucking first episodes for crying out loud. I can't believe people do that. Um, like I've I've like oh I just started listening to your show and like 
you know, like once a month I get somebody like, oh, I just started listening to your show. It's great. And I, like, I went back and I listened to all these episodes. I'm like, oh, God, please don't do that. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I tried to make them evergreen, but then, like, I listened to my old episodes and I'm like, oh, man, this is brutal. Uh, but, no, it's it's you almost don't get that second, that, that chance to engage the higher brain function. We're always plugged yeah, in. No. We're always con- consuming the next bit of content. The opportunities to, and this is broadly, this, is, this isn't this is just Warhammer. This isn't just in Warhammer. This is everywhere. You don't often get an opportunity to, to have that second breadth and, and re-interrogate and re-evaluate what you already felt or believed because it's already onto the next outrage bit. It's onto the next thing. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody knew what the Hecatos rule was. Yeah. The the mm-hmm. the dominant Petrofexily dominated the con- conversation so loudly that nobody knew what our rules were. So, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. and and what you, you said me, with the with the reverse. Are you of telling me Sylvanet. that I can play Ivory Host now? No, it's garbage. No. Damn it! <laughs> um, but no, the reverse is true of Sylvanet. Wanna... People yeah. wrote that yeah. book off. They they did the same fucking thing with Fire Slayers at the same time too, mm-hmm. and. Fire Slayers was outperforming, like pound for pound, Petrifex Elite, like everywhere it was played. It's just it, it wasn't ten percent of the meta, so nobody was paying attention to it. And the talking yeah. heads had already told you it was a bad book. Yeah, like nine people in the world that play Fire Slayers. Oh yeah, and they were all in Germany, and every one of them was a holy terror. Um, and I know that because I have massive appeal in Germany. I, I've got that Hasselhoff factor. Uh, I, I'm huge in the in the, Ger- the German and the French demographics for some reason. Um. <laughs> yeah, but no, it, it, that 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 happened with Sylvaneth in reverse. People wrote it off. They didn't bother t- doing a close reading of the book. They, nobody was trying to solve it. There were a few people out there. I shouldn't say nobody, but but sort of broadly and and the communal mm-hmm. read. And there were a couple people doing well with it, but it just. It just often we just get these again that first reading that knee jerk reaction and the luxury of being able to reevaluate what we what we believe is it's just it's just not in the DNA of the internet these days. No. Um, but Mef, I saw half a war scroll on a Belgian website, so I know for a fact that the battle tone will be trash when it drops in three months. Exactly. <laughs> or the worst thing to play against, yeah. Uh, thanks for stopping in, Northax. Uh, sorry, I keep cutting you off, though, Sajil. What, what, what was your point? What was your point? Oh, no, I was going to ask about Ivory Host. That, oh, that was I... the whole bit. Like, oh. Okay. I, that, like, narratively, that was my thing. They're made from the boast, from the bones of giant beasts. Yeah. And Goth is our harvesters. Yeah. More, like, and then it was like, oh, <laughs> why would I ever play this? You guys read the War Scrolls? <laughs> no, see, I just... I let my favorite content creator read War Scrolls to me and tell me what I already think I think. Like, I go, like, I think this sucks. And then, like, I just pick the content creator who says it sucks, <laughs> and then I regurgitate the reasons they said it sucked. Even if it's independent invention, because I had a feeling like about it. But, like, half of them. I, but, I like, half feel- of them. Yeah, I had a feeling about it, but I just... But I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, or I couldn't articulate it. They're just saying what I was already thinking, right? And now that I heard a two-hour podcast, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, where where was I? Oh, yeah, so you asked about Ivory Host. I actually had, like, all these notes I didn't really get to use on Warhammer Weekly uh, last mm-hmm. week when I was on. Because um, there was one topic prepared. When I was invited mm-hmm. on, there was, like, one topic that we were going to do, which was, like, fixing Osiric Bone Reapers was the topic yeah. we were supposed to do. 
Uh, but then when the uh, Tome Celestial came out, like uh, uh, Vince had to sort of like shift gears. So I had all these mm-hmm. notes and all these thoughts, Aww. and then I had to condense them into this like little like twenty minutes at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, Ivory Host. The problem with Ivory Host is it's the only sub allegiance that punishes you for taking it. It has a yeah. penalty to have its ability. And its ability is something that you can get in three other ways in the battle tone. Okay, that Which is the 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 <sighs> plus one to hit or whatever. Like it's Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they need to It baffled me. It baffled me when I saw those rules. Just when they get damaged, like... they get plus one attack. Yeah. Ba- uh, they get they get stalkers as battle line. Fucking fixed. Like the number of people who are going to take uh uh uh, uh Mortex stalkers heavy like lists and mm. in ivory host and like paint them bone white and awesome uh is just insane play against that yeah and and everyone would be so happy to see stalkers on the table they wouldn't even think to complain that they're getting plus one attack kind of universally complaining <laughs> 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 about that what the hell are you doing yeah yeah um so there we go obr tr- uh uh Number two, everybody. Yeah, CJ, you read Roar Scrolls? Um, LRRNP, Toxic Bullshit, Nerf, OP, GW, re, yeah. Well, I mean, there's that's the thing is, like, because you never get to have a measured response to things that... Because everything is either trash the worst thing ever or the best thing ever. And there's fucking nothing between because you don't read no. a lukewarm tweet or something with nuance. <laughs> you read the, like, the two sentences big prescriptive judgments and keep scrolling yeah. you know you, you know it's it's what would you say it is more like it's not journalism it's not but what would you say it is like punditry or like i mean again this is commentary? a warhammer thing this is a, this is a cultural observation this yeah. is fucking everywhere nuance yeah. is dead it, it it goes to like social media to fucking die that's where nuance is, is just like right. i i think it's the binary nature of the internet um, mm. Like we're we're kind of not allowed to have we're we're kind of not allowed to have nuanced perspectives. Everyone must pick a side. You know, you're 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 either for something or you're against it. And social media makes it worse because if I make a post on social media and I say I like this thing, there's a way where you read it. Like if I say I like Star Wars, then like I've said I like Star Wars, and so I'm like I'm kind of locked in there in that that sort of position, and that invites people to be like well i like star trek and it like they they it, yeah. it, it forces these these sort of like false dichotomies and i can yeah i can say well then how do you fend, defend last jedi right how do you defend xyz yeah like, here's, why you, here's you, all you, the problems with your thing yeah and like it's it's like you're making you're putting yourself out there so like it's you're like opening you yourself up that. to interrogation right because now <laughs> yeah. you need to now you're right. That means I say the thing. So naturally, I say the thing. I must be able to defend the thing that I said, and I must be open to having the thing I said interrogated. Yes. So I think that's one. And as component. a Sylvaneth player, I have to deal with that every time I go yes. to the local games. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> why and, are you galaxy brainstorming your way to when you could play something else? <laughs> yeah. Why don't you just take the easy way out? So it's 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 there. It's part of that. Is oh, it? I'll start at LRL. <laughs> you know, part part of it's that. Like I do think like you got to understand like the the algorithm is against you too. Like, it is, outrage is the single most objectively engaging component on the internet. Like, hell, McCarthyism, in terms of, like, voting strategies and and stuff like that, like, Mm. fear and anger, 
like we we know this like like culturally yeah. that that like you don't vote unless you're angry so like keeping people constantly angry and constantly afraid that locks us in again that initial first blush emotion which i again that first blush emotion's fun it's awesome indulge it but you need to get out of that emotional response and into the second tier of your, your your brain functions start interrogating well why am i righteously indignant about this thing why do i have an unbridled love for it and sometimes you run those diagnostics and you go oh why God. do i love nagash so much and think he's the fucking coolest and then like i run my diagnosis and i go because i'm absolutely correct see like that's a, but i have to do that <laughs> we should make a fear campaign around automatic mail-in voting but reverse it <laughs> And say if it doesn't happen, <laughs> and then we'll just have everyone vote. Um, yeah, punditry is a problem. Hot take factory. Like, if you start explaining something, you're already losing. You know, this is this is part. Of, that's a cultural issue too. You know, it takes us again. It goes back to like in journalism, they paint a erroneous story. Nobody reads the retraction. Or if somebody says something flagrant and stupid, like. I just saw one today about someone misconstruing a headline about uh, regular immunity is better than vaccines is like what somebody like what they said posting like a CDC article. And if you read the first paragraph, it's building up a natural mu immunity or people that have had COVID and also have the vaccine are the most are the are the is the best basically is what it's saying. It wasn't mm -hmm. saying what that person said they were saying, but now that I have to fucking explain to them a paragraph of text telling them that they're wrong, I've already lost them. Yeah. Like, it's it's why trying to explain the Hecatos rule, outplaying the army on the table, blah 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 when somebody already said that my army was the most NPE thing in the world, like, how do you come... Like, I have to explain yeah. all these ways. They're like, no, I already know it's NPE. Prove me wrong. And then, like, I'm trying to prove you wrong. But you can't prove people wrong if they don't want to well, be proven wrong. I'll, I'll also say NP is one of those things that can't really be proven wrong in a lot of ways. Because if I have a negative player experience, that you can't prove to me that I right. didn't. You, you can't know. prove people's feelings but, wrong. Yeah. And, everybody, and everybody has a different take on what NPE yeah. is to them. Right. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, I feel like there is, and like, objectively in design, there is NPE. Yeah, yeah we I agree. But it's it's like a, but. soft science doesn't mean worse science, everybody. I hate that, yeah. even that, like, people throw around soft science like a way to dismiss soft science. Like, science is a methodology. Mm -hmm. Like, science it is not, <laughs> like, like, science is a methodology, everybody. Like, it's about the methodology. It's it, how do we engage with this thing we say something as soft science when it's like <coughs> primarily observational based on things that we can't like look at through a microscope we call it a soft science because we have to rely on like user information essentially and it becomes a soft science you're well it doesn't mean you're looking at qualitative and over quantitative right qualitative right. yeah look, look big brain coming out of Aaron here <laughs> um exactly um so we're like it's it's not bad science but that's the that's how it gets Anyway, so we have, yeah. like, sort of a soft science approach to NPE. We can get a sort of idea of what people dislike or what I NPE yeah. is based on sort of, like, a, you know, you're going to pull everybody in your, everybody who plays Warhammer yeah. or a sufficient sample size of everyone who plays Warhammer to figure out 
what NPE is. And even then, they're not going to tell you what it is. They're going to say, I don't like playing against this army. Or yeah. I don't like playing against that mechanic. And then we can infer what we think from that, right? Yeah. You can it's... infer trends, see commonalities between all of them, and be like, right. oh, when I can't, when I set up and just remove half a large chunk, that's an NPE. Because I have, it's, I think NP largely boils down to a lack of agency. Player agency. That's what but, I, and yet yeah. there are things out there that, that disprove that as a hard rule. Because there are yeah. some moments where, where player agency is utterly removed, and people love it even more. Like, uh, with the Dominate spell in, mm. in Vince Venturello's, like, gaming group. You know, like, we can mm. say that's a selection bias, uh, right? Yeah. Fucking science is fun, isn't it? Isn't isn't science awesome, everybody? Science! Yeah, fuck science! Fuck yeah, science. But yeah, so like, <sighs> there's, um, but like there are, you know, like, you can always find exceptions, and, and I always think that the best, the best route is always education. You know, just mm. a more educated voter base, a more educated player base, net better for everything. All of society, across the board, it doesn't matter what it is. Um, Someone had a question for Silvana. Just to pull it back in. <laughs> um, Mr. C. Buster. On Dreicha. What our thoughts are on Dreicha. And Aaron, did you want to feel that? Sure. Um, I, I just played Dreicha really for the first time in 3-0 last weekend. Um, and I, I played a weird uh, Alarial Super Friends list with Alarial, Durthu, Dreicha, and Ancient. 15 tree revs, a spite hive, and a glade worm uh, in Naru. And write that down, super friends, but with all of the friends. With all of the Get, friends, yes. Get um, Gilltrek and uh, what the Luminous ones. Oh, I'm doing that. I'm I'll, fucking doing that. I'll send you the list. I'll send you, you, you the list later. But um, I, I think that Drycha is better now than at the beginning of 3.0. Because spending 330 points on 10 wounds did not feel good. Um, but now that she's 315, I, I actually think that you that she has a little bit more play. Um, she To me, before the points drop, Durthu at 340, Drycha at 330, I would almost always take Durthu over that. There's no reason for me to take Drycha. At 315 to 325... I think that Drycha does come back into play a little bit, um, but you really got to play with Naruto for the reroll ones to hit, so you could try to spike more of those sixes. Um, mm -hmm. When I played her over the weekend, I played against uh, a Slaves to Darkness that had Archeon and Bellicor. I played against Gargants, and I played against a weird Living City list. And Drycha being a mobile artillery cannon is just awesome. Um, but I think that she's better now at three. Mm -hmm. so just point wise, I think she's a great war scroll. Um, I wish she, if she was nine wounds, she'd be better. Um, but I think that you know, I said mm -hmm. at her current points, I think is is great. I that, think she's fine. Yeah. She has a use. That's one and, of those problems across the game right now. Is the ten wounds is like is the no zone? You know, it's just it's it's just you're not like you want to be eleven, right? Like it's just not a good. good you want to no, be want, nine or want, eleven. Right. You want to be nine or like twelve plus. Sure. Yeah. 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 But I think and she's. The I, feel bad. I think I, I guess before I said you like for me, it's um she has a role in the art. I think she has a role, and she's not. This is what I wish a lot of things were. She's not mandatory, and that's what I like. It's like mm -hmm. you could take her, you could have a lot of fun, but you're not just going to see her everywhere because she's just overpowered. 
stuff like that just needs to it should be a choice i think she is a a viable choice right now i think so yeah i i think she's viable one thing that i'm definitely going to test at some point that i've been like no one owns spites that's what i've learned no so well i own 30 <laughs> okay <laughs> fair but two of us maybe then yeah like I have. Yeah, you're just drinking alone. The, the, the two people who own Spite Revenants are drinking alone at the bar with the nine yeah. Fire Slayers players. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but I want to try, like, just going all in on Spites and Spites, or Spite, because rerolling ones to wound and hit is big. Oh, and you can do special. that with, with Spites. Easy. And they have three attacks apiece. Sure, they're going to die, but if I throw. If I throw 120 at you, what are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? Uh, oh, me. no, you killed five. Shucks. You can only kill Here's five at a time. <laughs> um, yeah, the, you, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, starting to go with the Ongor Raider strategy at that point, except yeah. Ongor Raiders yeah. don't kill anything. Uh, no, Spite Remnants <laughs> kill things. A lot that, that, of things. That's what I would. That's why I will just buy boxes of dryads and bash them to be spite revenants because mm. I'm not paying forty five dollars for five models. For that. Yeah. Burning Dwarden and flammable tree folk, natural allies, baby. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, I have a. I have been. I've been scarred for life by my friend who plays fire slayers, and he loves to set my woods on fire, and it sucks. <laughs> it's a good army. Like I said, it's just. It, it, really it's, it's, it also had a well poisoning with it, and right now yeah. it's in a weird place. But it it wouldn't take much to to bump also, it up. Also, there's a problem. Yeah, yeah, they all look the same. It's like it's all the same. I, I think it's at cookie, this it's point, cookie cutter. I think at this point, though, you got to lean into that. You know, like mm. th there's that like. I I haven't reset this take in a in a long time. Wow, this is a you probably have to go back twenty or thirty episodes for this take. Treat every episode like it's someone's first, right? Um, there's sometimes there's those things where you you say it with two different inflections, and like whether it's bad or good is just the inflection you put into it. So like like fire slayers all look the same. You, uh, fire slayers all look the same. Fire slayers all look the same. Like you can be excited about. You just turn that negative into a positive, baby. Like yeah. lean into the bilateralis. Lean into yeah. like. I mean, into like space marine players exist. Like <laughs> a lot of them. Exist. A lot of them. <laughs> At some point, I think you you just lean into the like the uh, the eccentricity of of whatever it is. You know, like well, you know, there was always classic things where like people would insult some of the stuff I like, and I'm like, that's literally why I love it. You know, like that's the mm. exact reason I love it. You know, uh, there are you know a bad movie falls into that. Like you have that movie that like you love it because it's bad. You know, if if Street Fighter the movie was an objectively good movie, I would hate it. I love it because <laughs> it's so gloriously campy. You know, like fucking fucking Raul Julia is just eating the stage every minute he's on it. You're just just it's so good. So. Mm. I love this take. I think you. I think you just got to at some point you lean into it. You lean into your mohawks. Everybody looks the same, and you have bilateral symmetry, right? Like just lean in, and every time someone insults it, get excited about it. Throw it back in their face and have fun with it. Um, I I want to see more Fire Slayers players. You know, I understand they test poorly in in the aesthetics, but guess what? Now you've got unique snowflake power. Lean into unique snowflake power. Um, you know, d don't feel shame. I I hate this you know, guilty pleasure thing. 
if your mm. if your pleasure doesn't hurt anybody, don't feel guilty about it. Love love the shit you love, yo. So Fire Slayers players, I'm talking to all nine of you. Love your <laughs> army. Love it through and through. And when somebody says that you play naked baby men, say, and it's fucking great. And just like throw, look at this dude's symmetry. And then just look at this physical specimen of a, of a creature who is perfectly symmetrical. Look at the, look at the quads, look at quadzilla here. Who's just, he will not be besmirched by pants because then you couldn't see his, his quads. Like he is, go- Quadzilla will go to Tokyo and destroy it, bask in the power of his naked thighs. Right, like just lean into it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, like it's just that, like it. You say it, it, it. The Simpsons is like there's the truth and the truth. You know, it's the two different inflections. For- <laughs> yeah. Um. So, all right, next artifact up. Uh, Sajil, how many you got left? Two, two by my um, count. I think two. Two yeah. by my count, Naren. You've got one left. And I've got, I've got one. All right, so Sajil, go ahead. What's your next artifact? Uh, sure. I'll do a boring one. Um. Uh, snare vines. Um, models within three inches of this mo- of the bearer may only pile in 0.5 inches. Simple. Right. But. Just binds it off up, grab you, no piling. Thanks. Stop it. Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, I love it. Nope. Give, please. Yeah. I mean it makes sense. Absolutely. Binds. The problem is is like there's so there's bind artifacts in Sylvaneth, and they just deal mortal wounds. They don't do anything with movement. There's nothing in Sylvaneth that messes with well, people's I, movement. So and that's like so, so, so dev hat for a minute. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I would, I, I like where your your head's at, like what you're trying to do. Um, mm-hmm. which, but like, I feel like one of the, one of those like we've sort of a nerve point we found for people is like shutting off piling. People seem to hate that in the community. I we'd have to like run, we'd run like a, a, mm-hmm. a focus group. We'd see if people really do, or if they were just like upset about other factors. What mm-hmm. about like a blood slick ground like effect? Oh, what is that? Uh, Bloodstick Ground is what halves your charges. Have runs and charges. Halves runs and charges. It's an eighteen. It's a command ability. Yeah. Fucking brutal. It is. That's see for me that is so much worse than pilots. Yeah. Yeah. I think I one hundred percent agree. Really? Yes. Because think about it. It's not stopping charges, like. I, I don't know, like, maybe... I know people have had issues with pile and stuff, uh-huh. but I think it was more in the oppressiveness of other stuff. Yeah, being com- comboed with it. Like, yeah, and that's I think what it I'm was saying, taken like, in concert. Yeah, the, okay. the easy read is to be like, people hate anti-pylons, and, and yeah. the more nuanced read might be people hate anti-pylons on a whole army or on a, you know, yeah. on this type I think of- it... I think it being on one hero, like, mm-hmm. so I'm trying to remember, like, what what was the big one that was that? The, like, anti-pylon where, was it just, it was... It was Slanesh. People Rat... were complaining specifically about okay. Slanesh as a... As a, as a right, player. right. That was... I, they I, had, they had anti-pylon? They, they had did. anti-pylon. Yeah, their yeah, locus of diversion did. got shifted to anti-pylon. 
yeah and people oh, like got okay. mad or uh, yeah. uh uh not a diversion locus of lethargy i don't remember yeah it's the only something. one that i the only one I know of is just the with the sharks, the the net. If it hits on a three, then that unit can't pile mm-hmm. in. That's fine. Sure. Yeah. But that's yeah. yeah I like it. it's a, that's a three up. Yeah, it's yeah. A, a three I up. Think... You're doing it like you have to hit. Like there's so many like mm-hmm. hoops you got to jump through to trigger it. See, I yeah. I have always liked uh like uh death armies have had like a pick a terrain piece, half things movements within a range of that terrain piece. Like mm. death has that. Why don't y'all? Yeah, like we have spectral spect- terrain in play. Like spectral <laughs> spectral grasp, like great. Like I pointed a terrain feature. You have half movement, like mm-hmm. huge. Oh, know? actually, that's that's not a bad idea. Have it be wild woods. So, like, it, eh. yeah, but that kind of gets into the kind of like. Well, well, no, like no, it can it can be on the the hero. It can be like eighteen. Yeah, inches. like yeah. It, it could be the anti pile, and it's just I, the design space is what I'm interested in. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. I would like a spell. I didn't. I didn't finish my thought though. Yeah, yeah, keep going. Keep going. Sorry. If Wildwoods within eighteen inches of this model, but then it's the Wildwoods within eighteen inches of this model gain. Oh wait, it would be enemy models within three inches of Wildwoods within eighteen inches of this model can only pile in point five inches. And that's the it's the this then this. Well, then this, I mean, you could just have it be like uh, pick pick a wild uh, pick a wild, a friendly wildwood wood within eighteen inches of this model. Enemies yeah. within three inches of that model can't pile in more than point five inches. Yeah, clean straight. You know, yeah, like, that that's much cleaner for sure. It doesn't have to be every wildwood. You're just thing, <laughs> mm-hmm. like you point at one, and you know because you're you're dictating the pace of combat. You're controlling the battlefield, right? And yeah. The idea is that you're ha- you're making a decision. Your opponent's going to have to like have some counterplay in some way. Yeah. Stay away from the wildwoods. Yada yada yada. Uh, mm-hmm. Theoretically, you're a big brained genius gamer, so you've set up the combat <laughs> that they have to fight to be around your wildwood. So there's only one wildwood you're picking anyway. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's it's clean. It's straightforward. Uh, yeah. SJ Arcade asks, can you reread the artifact again? Um, sure. Uh, it was just models within three inches of the bearer may only pile in 0.5 inches. See, I mean, that's that's pretty clean. If you have two inch reach, you're still going to be, you know. Yeah. I mean, not quite, I suppose. You'd be within three. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 fine. It That's where I, I say open it up to play testing. Yeah. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts, Aaron? I I mean, I think that I think it's fine. I I... Um, I would, I would almost want to see that as a way for it to, like I said, affect a wild woods instead of just being mm-hmm. around the bear. Um, as the vine, as you know, the the growth around the trees um, start to sprout out, um, and and grab near and grab nearby enemies, um, I think would be a little bit more flavorful. Um, yeah. And be, you know, it's like I, I think what Mephisto said would be a little bit clearer. It's like, yeah, you you know, in the um, the start of the combat phase. You pick a pick a woods that's wholly within eighteen or wholly within twenty four. Um, enemy models within three inches of that of that woods um, can only pile in a half inch. Yeah. Um, I, I I mean I think that's I think that's neat. Um, and it's not just you know yeah. it's it's in one focus spot. Yeah. Yeah. I like, like it. Yeah, I could see someone taking it as a second artifact. I don't think that would ever be your first pick, but I could see no. someone taking it as a second. Yeah, right on. It's util- it, it's utility. 
Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I like is good. I like the battlefield control utility aspect of these artifacts. Like, I haven't seen a, like, it's just numbers artifact, really. Like, it, it, barring, like, save enhancements, mm-hmm. which you just kind of need in the game. Like, you get a plus one to hit. You know, you get plus one attack. You re-roll. You know, like, I, I like that you guys are playing within the utility space. Uh, Aaron, what's your next artifact? Uh, I have... It's a way I to add defense without being a ward. Uh, very solid point. Like, what mm-hmm. a... Which is a, a design space I like exploring, too. Instead of just numbers, we're looking at mechanics. Well, uh, well here's maybe one that would... Uh, here, here's my one that's way kind of out there. It's called Sap of the Ancient Oak. Put this on a Tree Lord or a Deer through. Once per game during the hero phase, you can have the bearer consume the Sap of the Ancient Oak. If it does, the following effects apply to that model for the rest of the game. I'll start with the, the kind of the... The negatives. You have the movement characteristic, run rolls, and charge rolls. And then you get plus one save. You double the wounds characteristic. You count as one bracket higher. And you count as ten models for objective control. When you say bracket higher, you mean wound bracket? One brackets, yeah. yep. Because, yeah. like, I was talking about a way to, like, modify the wound bracket, the bracketing, but it's like, it's, I think, you know, going one or two steps higher is probably the, is the cleanest way to do it. Yeah. Um, but the idea is that you get to a spot and you use the artifact and all of a sudden you're just this one big ass tree. Yeah. Come at me. Yeah. I love it. Mega sap. Yeah. I love this. I, I think you saved the best for last year. Tree Lord <laughs> eats sap. Sap is tree blood. Vampire trees confirmed. Agreed. Yeah. I love it on, I love it on that basis alone. Um, <laughs> You have a a twenty four wound tree lord sitting on an objective with a effective two up save, but it but because it's so big and it has to root into the ground, it can't maneuver as fast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, around. Yeah. I mean, it might even be funny to remove its move characteristic entirely. It can only charge. <laughs> like, <laughs> like... <laughs> that could be that could be funny. But I thought I thought it just like have all of that, have any movement that yeah. it does. Yeah, sensu beans for trees. To... <laughs> you become a tree, can't move ever again. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, come so, at me, bro. That, yeah. So that's my that's my one that was my that was my bonkers. I like it. No, I, I like this. This is a lot. Save the best for last, IMO. Um so Geo, you've got one artifact to go. Yep. Um Shard of Kurnoth. To carry this piece of a fallen god is to become overtaken by the wild hunt. Based. Uh, models wholly within six inches of the of the bearer of the artifact may roll three d six and three d six while charging. I I kind of butchered the words a little bit. They but, can charge from eighteen and roll three d six to charge. Yeah, 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 yeah. They must, however, end the charge to the closest enemy model. So no picking. Whatever is closest, they go for that. See, this is a, this is a thematic thing, uh, where mm-hmm. like because it's they're overtaken by the hunt. I don't think mm-hmm. you need to limit it. They can charge whatever, because they're mm-hmm. hunters. Like they yeah. might be overtaken with the hunt, but hunters are savvy. That's that's fair. Yeah, and, that's fair. And I think it, uh, I it just to kind of com- compound on that. If you're mm-hmm. charging the closest enemy model and you've already got a model in combat, you have to charge that model. Or like where the like the closest enemy unit would make more sense. Oh yeah, model. unit. Sorry, yeah. like I said, I butchered the words a little <laughs> bit and only spotted it right now. 
one I need to read. Well, that's fair. It, it's yeah. a it's a rest, it's a more restrictive Kragnos ability, but sure. I think is really cool that um, you could come down out of ambush in the trees mm-hmm. and you could roll three d six, and that is yeah. a I think it is a kind of a weakness with our with our stuff is like if we do the deep strike at the woods, we don't really get any buffs other than going gladeless and go war singer. Yeah. Um. So I I like it. I think it's cool. Yeah. See, mm-hmm. uh, I just roll those nines. I don't know what your problem is. Um, I well, pull graveguard I mean, out of out of uh, grave sites outside of nine. I just rolled a twelve. Yeah, so. Just, oh, well, I see. You have yeah. a better strategy. I'm than really mine. good. Yeah. I I practiced yeah. a lot. Yeah. That's that's what that's what I did when I got a Durthu into an Archeon. I'm like, yeah, I just rolled twelves. Of course. <laughs> In goes Durthu. Why goes Archeon? I'll never. I'll never forget. What was it? Um, Halo's first uh, tournament uh, out in the wild, uh, like the the big GT. Not first tournament. We you know done some other stuff, um, mm-hmm. but I think the first t- tournament. No, it wasn't his first. It was. Um, uh, he had been to like Acon and some other stuff before that, um, but it might have been the first time he played trees in a tournament, and it was mm-hmm. it was old trees and Durthu had I think he had uh, Gyre Strike. Yep. Yeah. Oh. And he just casinoed him, like all sixes, all sixes, and just full to deaded, like old uh old stone skeleton, uh stonehorn. It was just mm. it was amazing. And like you like you can't even be mad when somebody jackpots yeah. on you like that. Like you can't even yeah. be upset. <laughs> I miss Gyre Strike. I miss a lot of those artifacts. I miss like there was like ten of them that mm-hmm. I wish were still in the game, you know, um, in one way or another. Which is part of the reason we're doing the great enhancing, actually. Hmm. Uh, notes on the charge. I think I, I kind of talked over you there. I was getting excited. No. Oh, you got it. Uh, no. You got yeah. me. I, th- I um, think we got there's, through. There's there's a, a, a message that came through. You guys ever run a multi dirthu army? Uh, so... <laughs> Say, I this can is just go... my painting stuff, so I'm my the things I've painted, but no, I haven't run a multiple Durthu army. What are you talking about? You're crazy. <laughs> Why would anyone have more than one Durthu? What are you talking about? Is I don't. That, um... Is that three Durthus so far? Yeah, well, just well, on my painting board. Yeah, all I your have fully painted, painted ones. Painted. Yeah, I have three fully painted. Ones. It's more, says DK. <laughs> you can run four. What's stopping you? You can. I have. <laughs> Well, Somebody say multiple Durthus. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Painted, and I have a third that I've got kit bashed. Fan that I have to paint. <laughs> Thricefold Durth Foulment. Yeah. Thricefold. Oh. <laughs> that's oh, that's that, no. Oh, you go four, or go home. Yeah, quad quadfold. I have a. This is my Nurgle Tree Lord, so I'm getting there. Getting there. Fun. Yeah. No, that's fun. See. So I, I think that's uh, kind of it for the, the Great Enhancing. We got through all your traits, yeah. too, as Sigil, like kind of as a size as we were going through that. Um, oh, yeah. The main thing I wanted to bring up was the idea of, like, wood traits. Oh. That was, like, the gold I think oh, I please. stuck on. Like, yeah, yeah. Swish, that I want point. that. Yeah, that's the half-court like shot. To, yep. just, just no look, half-court. Amazing. Yeah. Um, My army is autumn. That's the trait. All the woods are the autumn trait. They deal mortal wounds. Or they do more mortal wounds. Yeah. Or what would autumn be? Probably I see, saves, if, I, or I could say bonus to charge. Mm, okay, yeah. Um, as like har- like as like an homage to harvest boon. Usually, like spring is 
spring is like vital and chargy but mm. i could yeah, that's, that's fair. yeah i could see that fitting a little better but yeah you can see that plus you got a double entendre there with like a spring in your mm. step yeah spring yeah i was thinking <laughs> ward because like leaves falling to obscure shit like ward say that's things okay. more Ooh, okay that's more that's wardy yeah. I haven't thought about this before. This totally isn't something that I've like written down in a notebook. Winter, winter could be like it slows enemy units around as they're trudging yeah. through the snow and the and the mud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then summer, I think, would be magic. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. No, I I love the uh, the idea of traits, and you you select a trait. I also love the idea. I know Sajil, you were on on the show before. We were talking about um, uh, uh Sylvaneth in general, and you mm-hmm. brought up. That was when you brought up your like uh, your songs and and, and yeah and some some autumn or uh, seasonal yeah. type stuff. I think that's a really good, a really cool direction to kind of go with it. At yeah. the very least, on like little minor things, like you you know when anytime like you have some options to choose, you can choose based yeah. on the uh, you know based on the season and the seasons have different buffs. So like the the dude the dude creature yeah. like has you know the songs it has the has four yeah. dudes. Spring heals, summer songs. magics, autumn damage, winter defense. Yeah, something, I mean, along, something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. It. I mean, it almost writes itself when you think about it, it really just a does. little bit. It. It feels very logical. It feels like yeah. it should be in there. It's. But. But GW is smarter, and they figured out the most thing that you think of when you think of Sylvaneth. They're battle shock immune to one place of power. That's the most. <laughs> Not the rule. It's really good. The weird thing is, it's actually really good. No one remembers it because it's just pick a terrain piece, your battle shock immune near it. Yeah. That was that was the new rule from this book. Yes. Like that was the big thing that was new, and it was just like. I had it. I I just just had a new another artifact idea. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Um, Mm -hmm. that is. I mean, it's similar to an endless spell that's already in the game, but Mm -hmm. would play would play into a list that i would that a list idea that i'm brewing um that something like this would be great um would be i don't want a, a name for it because i'm really bad at names but like um enemy units within 12 of the bearer cannot receive commands during the battle shock phase mm. i mean that's huge that i mean to, to play yeah. in to play into right and spites yeah big time. yeah yeah um and even the vengeful skull root too because Skull root. If a, if a unit failed battle shock, an extra D three yeah. models leave. If a unit failed battle shock near spite revenants, an extra D three models leave. Yeah. So I think something we've got something that's like a minus one bravery nearby, but nothing like that yeah. to shut off uh to shut off commands during. That. Yeah. It's yeah. why my spite list would run tree lords for the uh for the the monstrous action or whatever it's called because yeah. that's. Yeah, you want the but, shout. Yeah, yeah. Well, shout. Well, 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 roar doesn't do anything for that. It doesn't. Roar, roar only shuts up combat phase. It does not shut off battle shock. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. So that, that so that's why I think it's right, something that, right. that besides besides horror gassed. So like the idea I had, I had horror gassed did it, throw mm-hmm. it up the board, shoot a bunch of stuff, and just leave. But yeah. have an artifact that could be in the back to help support spite revs, as mm. if they're able to survive to to battle shock stuff away. Yeah. Yeah, no, really cool stuff. Um, it says uh, DK, like kind of on the same page, says that could be on Drycha or could be Drycha's ability even. Um, yeah. For clarification. Yeah. 
Um, so just resetting, recapping, um, artifacts, final thoughts on, on the artifacts, and we can transition a little bit into the final soapbox and, and get you out of here so you can sleep. Um, <laughs> just sort of, um, Aaron, just sort of your final thoughts on artifacts, summarizing thoughts, like what you, what you would like to see, you know, your you are James workshop for a day and you get to, you get to like direct your dev and, and, and design team. I want. I want utility. This Arby to be is a utility piece. It's like it's it's a it's a Swiss Arby knife. It could do a lot of different things. Jack of all trades, maybe not necessarily a master at any. Yeah. Um. That's. I want artifacts that can play into that design space. Right. Um. Allow me to do weird and cool things, to control the board without it being oppressing like it used to be, with you know just completely block line of sight. You can't move through. Blah. No. But. Um, you you let you me, want... let, let me waste to interact with my woods more. Right. <laughs> I think what you're saying is is you want ways to interact with your woods more, hundred percent, and you want board control that interacts with the opponent yes. rather than the board state. Because yes. the way the thing that like kind of sucked to play against trees. I didn't mind that they were a board control army. Board control armies are based AF. That's fun. Like I love, I love the the Johnny play styles. I actually also will stand tanky armies. You know, I don't mind tanky armies. I don't think <laughs> the game should be... The game should absolutely skew more offensive than defensive because the game state should be progressing. But I don't mind, like, every, you know, every four armies being a tanky army or, or whatever. Like, there's some healthy balance of, like, people who want to, like, play castles and tank armies, right? Like, there, yeah. there's a balance of that, you know. You get a trade-off if you're a castle tank army, though. You can't, like, sniper people forever or, or whatever. We can do that. Sure. Um, <laughs> we can do that to an extent. You do it to yeah. an extent, right? But the thing that sucked about it was it was the look at the battle plan. I'm a one drop army, and like yes, you are technically controlling the battlefield because you drop all your trees down, blocking all the line of sight, teleport onto the objectives, and say you can't beat me. That was a very non interactive way of controlling yeah. the game, the game state or the board state, and I think that was where like the kind of I think that Sylvaneth is still being punished a little bit for that because they got gun shy, because the army wants to be a, a board control table like army. It it wants to be, and they moved yeah. away from it in weird ways. And it just there's been a little bit of that's my read. I don't yeah. I don't play the I don't I don't you know this isn't my army. This is an outside. I also feel guy. like I feel like that definitely happened strongly, and then the community moved away from that as well. It was like okay, we can't do that anymore. All in Kurnoth. Yep. All in. And then like then 3.0 happened, and I think we can do that a little bit more. Mm -hmm. With Tree Lord Ancient being able with us being able to save stack so much, I think we can play that space. It's just right now with dragons and with um with uh Zinch dominating and with Lumineth dominating with the mortal wounds and with the War Clans, the new things which name is blanking on me the sneaky orcs. cool boys yeah, um cool boys, boys thank yeah. you um there's just so much mortal wound output that people are you know you you set up 30 models and 30 models get pulled away you don't you feel bad about that and then a lot of people will get discouraged for me i do that and i'm like cool that's yeah. what they're supposed well, to how do. do i deal with this yeah well i mean cool they they ate 30 shots awesome yeah like because we're used to kernoth hunters where you lose one model that is such a huge thing yep. oh my god 
when I and I lost 30. Well, I'm just not going to take that, you know, like <laughs> See, they're worthless. This is um, I think people need to play an army that is a tactical army at some point in their a tactical like mm. losses style army at some point in their in their AOS career because it gets you mm. used to losing your pieces. And then you yeah. start thinking about trading pieces. And yeah. once you get into that headspace, you're in a, a healthier place in the game. You know, I think um, about AOS like I think about chess. Like that's I played a lot of chess and like that's so the act of like trading, like of course, yes, yep. trading. If I can trade up in points, that means I win. If yes. I'm always trading up in points, I'm winning. Mm -hmm. Like And that goes so... back to the what you were saying earlier where like you've had your opponents like where they just thought you were taking them apart because you're yeah. always trading up and so they just like oh they're just like sweating because yeah. they're losing points and they're looking at the score and they're a little bit behind on on the score and the game comes down to like, can they scoop up those last two points or not? If not, you've won, and yeah. you've been dictating the pace the whole time. In it, and if they can scoop up the two points, then it's a it's yeah. been a compelling battle. You know, it was a slugfest. Yeah. That's and that's the other thing. I've never had anyone like be upset with my Sylvaneth either. Mm -hmm. It's always a fun game. Like <laughs> I like that. I think part of that's yeah. the player too. Like you're you're yeah. you're a very amicable. Like I think I you know just from you know, knowing and talking to you. Like, I think your passion comes through on the table, and when you're playing an army you're passionate about, you can't help but love playing against it. Mm. Uh, Aaron, you had, a, you had a thought. Oh, I... Yeah, and that's something I need to, I think, I need to work on more. Is like, because I used to do a lot of the, the big heavy kernels. Like, I've got lists that run mm -hmm. 12 sides. You know, yeah. you, could still, you, could, you could still do it, but, like... I mean, you can still to... do it. I just think it's weak in the current meta. I agree. Very weak. No, I, I, I'm, with, I'm with you there. Um, But, like, I... Like, I want to try to have, when I do my list, things have a purpose. Like, mm -hmm. when I had a Larial, like, okay, well, I'm going to summon with a Larial. Cool, I'm going to summon 20 Dryads. They have a purpose, and that is to make sure that my opponent does not get to my Larial. Mm -hmm. Guess what their per Guess what happened? He, he's, like, I had an opponent slam his Archeon and Bellicor into my Dryads. They didn't get to a, a Larial, and then there was no more Archeon. Mm -hmm. he, hit my, he hit my screen. Like, that's the whole point of them. Yeah. Like, it just... You know, I, I am like, a-okay with trading. Yeah. <laughs> you have to like be. That's such the strength of Alarial is having that flexibility. Yeah, like, 100%. And so many times I see people with Alarial and they get Alarial and they just have one summon. They don't have... They don't do like what Chaos players do where, okay, cool, here's my summon board of every yeah, my sideboard. possible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I feel like you kind of have... If you're not doing that with Alarial, like... Because there's going to be times when, you know, Colonel Hunters with bows, that's the that's the play. Sniping that one hero right now is the play. Yep. Where other time, I need a screen. Okay, Archeon and, yeah. Case in point, I played this past Saturday with the Super Friends. And mm. um, it was the one game that mm -hmm. I actually dropped um, against, it was game three against a Living City player that had, like, Celestine Prime, a free guild general and Griffin, um, mm -hmm. crossbowmen, and some other some other things. Mm -hmm. uh, I was going for his. I got into combat. I got a Larial into combat with his free guild general with with his Griffin. Didn't kill it in one shot, but mm -hmm. he had that command. He had the that mount trait where when it dies yeah, on two up, heals, go away, go goes, goes away. Yeah. Well, where are you gonna hide from a Larial? Where I kill you and he had one wound. Yeah. I got an arcane bolt off, killed you in the movement phase. You teleport across the board. Cool. Where are you going to hide? Because you ain't hiding from me. I have, yeah. 20, I have a forty-inch range. Where are you going? 
Um, I also that was the game where I summoned bows mm. to, and that actually ended up killing the general. That same turn, yeah. he teleported away. And it's just the flexibility. Yeah, I I love Alarial right now. Yeah. She's really good. She's not for me, like personally. I don't stand Alarial. I'm all about Papa Kurnoff. <laughs> Papa Kurnoff and Dreja. They're, they're my two. But I get it. I I understand the Alarial love. I just hate seeing people just, especially in battle reports, where they just take her and 16-inch move, turn one, middle of the board, summon six sides. And I'm like, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, my, no. my baby. I guess maybe I can go on my little soapbox about Alarial. Like, no. Yeah, final soapbox. You, Let's go. You don't just throw her into combat case of point i did that against gargants and then that was bad um but i only lost against gargants by three points i got all my battle tactics suck at gargants um so i i will take that that's what i out i outnumbered gargants on an objective i take her tribe gargants with my super friends list suck at takers um at 31 models versus your 30 stop cheating uh, if, if the gargant player wants to to smack talk you I'm, on twitter where can they get at you <laughs> Oh, I don't have Twitter. I'm just kidding. Just, um, <laughs> he's a good friend. He's a good friend of. He's a good friend of mine. We had a really good game. That's um, no, Alarial. The key with Alarial is you keep her in the back. You, I, I had this discussion. I think on the iOS Coach Discord. You don't when you do Throne of Vines. You don't always have to just not move. You could always just cast Throne of Vines, get other two spells off that you want off, and then move to wherever the hell you want to go. Yep. I will absolutely do a spell cast that could bait one of your probably limited amount of unbinds to possibly make my spell stronger. I'm like, yes, I'll do this. Cool. I'll do 2d6 plus 2 on my metamorphosis where I'm going to do like 7 to 8 mortal wounds against you. Yes, please. I will absolutely do that. Um, you move her around and you chuck her spear at you. Cool. Take flat 6. Flat yep. 6. Flat 6. Spell. Uh, Spell. spell, yep, spell. Endless spell. Glade worm. Right, cool. I'm healing a whole bunch. I'm going to do some damage to you, and you can't get to me. And if you do, I'm going to be probably pretty tanky, and then I'm going to pick my fight with you, and you get it to be, cool, I'm going to retreat, shoot my spear, and charge right back into you. Yep. Fun. And never throw her into a double. Ever. <laughs> Unless you absolutely have to. Yeah. It, Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. It was a proper. I didn't even queue up the 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 uh, the final soapbox, and you got on it nicely. So. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you good. Um, uh, Sigil, uh, any any final talking points you'd like to go over here? Um, no. You know, Alarial is my biggest gripe, and Aaron did it beautifully. So yeah, that's that's Great. bingo. Great. Nailed there, it. There's a gripe in the chat about Harvest Burn Durthu. <laughs> You, you like, I am sorry. I am sorry, and an anachronistic vampirist. Um, Harvest Burn Durthu is the absolute nuts. Get at me! <laughs> it is so much fun. Um, yeah, shoot Durthu. Don't get into combat with him. Oh yeah, so cheeky! I love it. It's 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 fantastic. So, like I love that. Like people away. coming out to defend Harvest Boon Durthu. Like shoot Durthu. What's a shooting phase? Is, the death armies. We don't have. Is that the, the? You mean the breath weapon phase? 
<laughs> where I use my one breath weapon, it misses, and then I and then I go on to play more the more interesting phases. Yeah, Har- Harvest Bird Durthu is you charge Durthu with a bunch of stuff, and you have to surround him. Otherwise, you charge him with one thing, I four up stomp you, and then I just hit you back and I leave. Bye. <laughs> what's, so cheeky. What's the uh, what's the next enhancement? You can also pin him though. You can. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, um, cheeky, cheeky, fun thing. I did that with uh, when Thermal Rider Cloak was around. Oh god. So you, or or you do that, or now you do it with Aether Blossom. Give him fly, then he could just like move six inches over enemies because mm-hmm. he can fly. Fun. Um, shoot Durthu with my skeletons and my Chaos Warriors. Yeah, I don't know. Shooting phase, disgusting. To, um, what's the next enhancing? Um, I don't have one. Currently on the schedule, I, my February schedule is is uh, coming together as it were, and I've got to reschedule the uh, last week's episode that fell through with the uh, with the professional wrestler. Uh, so Aww, yeah, I'm tuning yeah. in. Yeah, um, so a uh, big Saul from uh, uh, Full Blooded Italians of ECW fame. Uh, no, all uh, right, hell yeah, I'm in. Yeah, um, but we got we got to reschedule that. So I I got I to talk to Saul again. Um, and the next great enhancing, uh, I think I'm going to stick around in order for a little bit because there's just a lot more order armies than there are other armies. Uh, I'm gonna try to get Night Haunt in here pretty soon, um, because I think the writing on the is on the wall for Night Haunt. That silhouette looked like a Night Haunt model again. So I don't know. It definitely did. Like it, it didn't it? I mean, it could maybe be some Zinch thing, you know. But the timing doesn't seem right for Zinch because Zinch has like flaming candelabros and shit, right? It's one of the um, only. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, the, probably... the the. Go ahead. Sorry. I was gonna say the the two the blue scribes. That's the only thing I could think of. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. There's there's like sensors but, and stuff in, in that army yeah. too. So I like I, I it, but it looks very night haunty. That like that's that's a silhouette. Yeah. We find out tomorrow, don't we? For the next day. We find out in two we find out in two hours. In two hours. Oh shit. Mid, it's been midnight central. Mm. Fantastic. Yeah. So we'll, we'll we'll know very shortly what it is. And uh, um I don't want to the, the hope for the enhancing is to is to is to not really uh be chasing a new battle tome, is to get out like after a battle tome comes out, and to have stuff that I don't think battle tomes are coming for anytime soon, so that mm-hmm. um, the main reason is so that the the conversation stays relevant when people go back and watch their like favorite their favorite armies episode, uh, you know, mm-hmm. in a year from now when I've got them all done. Um, so um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I think, oh, slaves to darkness is next. Hmm. Oh, slaves to darkness is the next one. Uh, duh, uh, with uh, C J U Busta and um, and uh, Alebeard. Uh, that one's next. That one's well. well that'll be good. Yeah. That, so, yeah. Slaves of Darkness is is next up. Actually, it is booked. Um, and then I want to do some. I I got to do some more order. So yeah, uh, that's the next one. Shoot Durthu. Yeah, shoot Durthu. With <laughs> See, do you know how you shoot Durthu with skeletons? Uh, zombies. You you, uh, <laughs> you six shoot inch them. pile in <laughs> zombies. It's like yeah. a shooting attack. You see. Yeah. It, is. <laughs> it has a range. It's a that is greater inch, than it, three inches. It's a six-inch range. It's like it's a auto runs. Auto run six. Pile in six. Uh huh. Surround Durthu. Yep. And you're good. Profit. Uh, 
Yeah. Yes. So I, I would I would say for for vampires, yeah. You if you're gonna go up against that, you want to be able to position to surround Durthu so he can't just six inch pile out, um pile out of combat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how that's how you beat him. And you don't need to fully wrap his. You don't need to fully wrap him. You yeah. just need to get around nope. partially around his base so that he yep. can't wiggle back out. Yeah. Um, yep. You so basically the answer is drown him with skeletons. You, the, <laughs> it, but it's the answer to everything is you just drown it with skeletons. Just. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Drown the world with love. Um, In yes. this case, love is skeletons. <laughs> Bones. Bones. Um, yeah, so uh, 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 anything you guys want to shout out real quick? I know you're going to shout out Kenny's show for me because I constantly forget to shout it out, even though he's yeah, I like, know. I'm a, going an incredible to... person. And Yes, uh, I got I got to give a shout out to the Combat Phase podcast. Uh, it's Kenny Lowell and Sean Hook. Uh, Kenny's one of my good friends here in Madison. We're actually teammates for Holy Wars. Really excited for that. Um, I also want to give a shout out to the the Dias Cast podcasted YouTube channel. Um, they're they're currently they do battle reports and they're doing kind of a winter Rubicon t- mini tournament. Um, and I actually just filmed my my game. I went over and filmed my game, my first round game for that last night. Um, so that should go up on Sunday. Um, it is. Uh, my son's a Bayamat with a uh, special special fun army list against a Maggotkin of Nurgle. Um, so be looking for that. Um, and then for those that are local to the Wisconsin-ish, central, south-central Wisconsin area, um, I am starting to run Age of Sigmar events um, at uh, game stores here. So um, I, I have to reschedule one of my, my next one. I'm hoping for maybe late February. Um, but once I get that out, I'll um, I'll submit I'll send out uh, information. Do I know you um, by reputation and not realize it? Did you run an event a while ago with um, with uh, uh, gates on the table, and you could uh, like gate through the? Uh, no, no, okay, no, else. that wasn't no, that wasn't that was that wasn't me. I ran one. In, I ran my first event at the beginning of December. Haywo came out to it because okay. he's local. Because he's local. Yeah, to me. yeah, 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 yeah. Um. So, uh, Sajil, anything you want to shout out? I see you got your link in there for your... For um, your... no, I threw up the Dias cast. That's... Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah. Um... Linked it. Yeah, thank you. Um, so anything you want to shout out? And... Um... Yourself, I... namely, because you do a bunch of great oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, I, I stream <laughs> on this website. Not um, YouTube, if you're watching it on YouTube. I'm on Twitch, Twitch at... S-A underscore J-E-E-L. I do mini painting, game dev work, uh, hobbyist game, like game jams and that sort of thing. And also shout out That's a Crit because he plays video games and he's a friend of mine. And he was in chat earlier asking about vampires. He likes vampires. Give him a like or a uh, follow. Uh, you said the, uh, the important yeah. thing for me is liking vampires. So yeah. So. I like I like vampires. I like vampires. Everyone likes vampires. All right. So, so uh, no, stream I, 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 I don't me. have. A, I think it's your upside down internet, Hades. Sorry, go on. It's like I don't have a Twitter or or like a Twitch stream, but like I say, oh. if you, you know, but I'm I'm open. If anybody wants to, you know, has questions about Sylvaneth, um, feel free to ping me in Fisto's chat or PM me on Discord. I'm happy to happy to help and you know have a conversation. Oh right, Twitter and Instagram, Sage Sajil, Sage underscore Sajil. Yeah, yeah. I'm bad at social media. I don't like social media. Follow I, me. It's, <laughs> it's like it's weird because like I, I think social media has kind of like 
kind of ruined the world. <laughs> but like, I absolutely adore Twitter. Like, you'll really? you'll pry my Twitter feed for my cold dead hands. I've considered starting a Twitter, and I've been told I need don't, to. Don't. Um, for just just for Warhammer stuff. If it's like purely Warhammer. I mean, you could go to Instagram for like kind of Warhammer. Stuff. The, the problem is, is like the, the Warhammer community is because we're all like we're all like in a particular like age demographic. Like it's it's basically Twitter, um, okay. and then like mm-hmm. some Facebook groups, you know. And so it's like if yeah, if you want to like share pictures and look at people's minis, and like you go to a tournament, and you take selfies with them, and like that. There's like a whole culture of that on Twitter. But like, yeah. then you also get the like, it's an FAQ. I can tell it's an FAQ day because everyone's arguing about something, and like, I just oh sure, like that. it's it, like it's like oh man, I'm like it, me, it, me at my most slaneshy, I suppose is um is like how much I I kind of relish the shit talk on Twitter and people's bad takes. Like I'm like I mm, like it's delicious. I eat it up, but uh, <laughs> I can't help myself sometimes from engaging. Um. You can make Twitter whatever you want it to be. It just it's, takes a bit of work. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I've said before. I've said before that like my um, uh, that my uh my my Twitter feed is like excellent. I can open it up at any given yeah. time and like scroll through, and it's just like all bangers because it's so highly curated. Uh, Same. but like Facebook is a dumpster fire, so I just oh, don't yeah. go there anymore. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, yep. And, also, BWG Cannonball. He's a great Basement person to follow on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Basement Wargamers. Uh mm-hmm. did you get back to me about when your event is? <laughs> I could uh I guess I have a shout out. I don't often shout out stuff on my own show. I think it's like one big extended shout out to like my guests and anything <laughs> they want to honk, but um uh Rantathon has its date, Rantathon three, uh catchy subtitle incoming. Uh Rantathon three has its date. It's going to be July thirtieth and thirty first. The charity will be Take This. Uh, they are a gaming-focused mental health charity. Um, they have some international... Uh, their, their their site is curated really well for giving resources to an international community as well as like sort of intersectional communities, uh, which I think is very... I was hoping this year to do something a little bit more broadly because it always felt a little weird taking money from people in Europe and Australia for something called Mental Health America. Um mm. You know, for a charitable take this causes. Is great. Uh, so take this. Uh, I did some. I did some vetting. I've been in correspondence with them, um, uh, and uh, yeah. So I'm I'm looking forward to to doing that. Um, I had like some boxes to check this year for things I wanted sure. to do for the Rantathon, um, and I've pretty much checked most of them. Um, if you were just now hearing this, if you're listening back to this on like iTunes or or um, or Podbean or whatever, um, like check my twitter feed i just recently shared uh one of the grand prizes for the the charity rantathon which is a fully painted necron army uh by olf paints here in chat so uh awesome holy shit <laughs> yeah it's it, like i mean you're what would be you know the equivalent of like 2000 you know points i know they play on a slightly different system than us so their 2000 point equivalent um gorgeous looking models like metal on metal like glorious uh sweet little like rainbow sequins and glow effects and stuff like really 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 rad looking um and i know some of you are like but mephisto you don't play 40k and you're not really a 40k guy indeed indeed i am not so i wonder if we're gonna have some some other stuff that's like maybe more 
like Warhammer Age of Sigmar focused, perhaps nah, perhaps nah. other tabletop fake yeah. lies. Yeah, perhaps no. other tabletop gaming related things. I don't know. I don't know. Um, that would be crazy. That would yeah. be insane. Yeah. <laughs> Next time on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'll be working with Take This uh, this year. Uh, I'm in correspondence with them. Probably actually going to have their uh, one of their uh, community directors who has a PhD in psychology and training in the charity aspects of this stuff come on and actually talk about some more actionable things, which is really what I wanted to do with the, the charity this this time this year is to give people some actionable stuff if, if you've been listening or watching my my twitter feed this last these last few months uh people know that i'm kind of in like kind of entrenched in a battle right now with my mental health uh and getting some help so uh you know uh i'm not just a mental health advocate i'm a sufferer <laughs> no um. hey, hey, we, we all here we're all here for you man yeah i know i know, you know, I know. that yeah no i i, I know i i um Rant the, the the rant cast and and my and 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 the Age of Sigmar community has been like a true bright spot in some really tough times for me. Um, so you know I've I've said before I'll say again that the Warhammer community is is the best community in gaming, uh, unquestionably. Uh, I've been around gaming my whole life and nothing's quite like this community. It's you guys are fantastic. So I guess that's my shout out on my own show is shout outs to Chat Gang and the Age of Sigmar community. Um, you are the show within the show, the reason I do this thing. Um, remember to drink your milk, pay your taxes, be excellent to yourselves and each other. We'll catch you next time. Good night, everybody. Good night.